Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio, on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey, who is a newsie, and Megan, who does not want to live in cookie jar. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironic- unironically <laughs> passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. You got a repeat. Do you want to repeat? We get no, it. I it don't care. Matter. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> We're back. We're back. It's Sunday, but it's only like three o'clock instead of like two o'clock. Yeah, I know. Um, so Kelsey's a newsie because she watched newsies. We'll get to that later. <laughs> I watched shitty Christmas movies in the town that the one I was watching last night was set in is called Cookie Jar, and we'll get into that. Like unbelievable. Yeah. That's not a name. It's no. just words. <laughs> it's just nouns put together. Yeah. It's just nouns What and what stuff. area of the um, United States did it take? Well, place I don't know. In? It was filmed in Vancouver, so who knows? Oh. I was <laughs> oh like, no, there was they were close to Buffalo. I was like, whatever indigenous people need to repatriate that town <laughs> no to kidding. their original land. <laughs> yeah, they were close to Buffalo. Awful. That is where they were, sort of by because that was where this factory was gonna move to. Was there fake snow everywhere? Actually, there was some real snow. I was okay. sort of impressed. Shocking. Yeah, we'll get to that. Christmas movies are the best and also the worst. Jumping ahead. Um, let's talk about sports. Okay. Um, the New Jersey Devils, they're like 11-5-2, I think. 5-3. and 5-3? Yeah, that sounds about right. That's good for like... You wrote the tweet. <laughs> yeah, I did. That's like what? 25 <laughs> points? In 20 yeah, games? Not bad. Yeah, let's leave it there. Not bad. I think it played 19 games. That was 20. Oh, I don't know. I think last night was their 20th. I think so. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, good thing. Oh, no, I guess it would be 19. Yeah, because I can't do math. So Taylor Hall's scoring at, like, just over a point per game. He's nice. doing well. He's doing real well. Yeah. <laughs> they sucked it so hard yesterday, though. Oh uh, the team was okay. Schneider was, Schneider not, was not good. No. No. Kincaid was fine when they put him in. Mm-hmm. They should have pulled him. Earlier, yeah. Yeah. Um, what uh, I think was interesting is I read, was reading that um, Hall and... Kyle Murray and Nico Heischer had like 33 scoring chances in the previous it's, two games. It's absurd how they're many due, shots they get. They're oh due for like God. 12 goals. Ugh. It's going to happen. Yeah. And it's going to be amazing. So good. I just can't. Even the statistics and likelihood of them not scoring is I know. an anomaly. Yeah. When you have that many shots, like it's... So they'll, and they're all good shots. Yeah, yeah they're like they're like what um, my favorite office supply would call grade A scoring chances. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For the most part. So anyway, whatever. Um, sports. Yeah. We're, no. What we want to talk about actually is Edmonton sports media. Shocking. Because they're garbage. They belong in the dumpster, like an actual dumpster, <laughs> or the dump in a compactor. <laughs> squish them into a tiny cube. Yes. And then, like, then Wally can pick them up and squish it even more. And then when and we then flee it- Earth, they'll still be here. <laughs> Oh, Elon Musk, get going on that moon base, please. Yeah, we know who we want to leave behind. Um, <laughs> so, the Oilers lost yesterday, 6-3, against Dallas, mm-hmm. which is great for all of the Jamie Ben jokes that I made in my pregame, mm-hmm. and there were many, including in, like, the title. Mm-hmm. It was, like, going down to Dallas. <laughs> but anyway, um... And the Oilers, I don't think they played great. I didn't watch most of it because I was out doing some other stuff. But I watched little bits of it. And then Twitter kind of filled in for me the rest. And they were down 2 nothing, And then they came back and they were up 3-2. Yeah. And then they it's lost. 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. And, and then they lost 6-3. Um, and apparently Connor McDavid turned the puck over a few times. And Mark Spector, the, um, I don't know, 
I was going to say enlightened and try and be sarcastic about it, but Mark Spector basically said that Connor McDavid's defensive play is costing the Oilers games. No, it's not. And that the reason that they're losing is because Connor McDavid turns the puck over too much. No. And people got mad. Rightly so. I think so, it's too. bullshit. Alex, from my site, uh, from the Oilers Rig, wrote a thing this morning about, um, it's probably one of our most read pieces this season, about how that's irresponsible on Spectre's part. Mm-hmm. Because it's looking at a small sample out of 20 games, or 21 games, or however many they played, and saying that Connor McDavid is to blame. Mm-hmm. Do you know what this reminds me of? What? This reminds me of all the times that like Jordan Everly got blamed for the team being really bad. Yeah. And then Taylor Hall got blamed for the team being really bad. Mm-hmm. This is what it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened after those things happened? They got traded. They got traded. Yeah, they're not going to trade Connor though. What if he wants out? <sighs> I don't know how his contract works. He doesn't have a, he can't have a no move clause, so. He can't? Nope. Why? Because he's uh, coming off his ELC. No, I mean, but next year. Yeah, he can't. Really? Yeah. There's like a certain, I can't remember how, but there's a certain number of years that he can't have. Damn, I think it's four really seasons. really own you. Hey? I think it's four seasons they can't, that the player can't have a no move clause. If I remember correctly, because that's why the that's Habs how they traded got rid of, And that's how they got rid of Sagan so quickly. So yes, yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, that's how the Habs got rid of um, Subban and why they got rid of him before the free agency date, because his no-move clause would have kicked in on July the 1st. So that's how. Wow. Yeah. So um, here's the thing with, with Edmonton Media, because there's a bunch of just fucking mitten stringers. Um, and if you don't know what that means, think about people who need strings on their mittens. Well, and it's not just that. It's that they're gatekeepers. It's yes. that they absolutely refuse to admit different perspectives and different point of views into sports journalism. Yeah. Going to the point where they talk about absolutely asinine things to yeah. make sure that they're the only people saying things. Yeah. And then they all band together and say that that thing is right. Yeah. That's really frustrating. It's absurd. Um, and it's kind of ridiculous, too, in a town where, like, you know, esques media, who are kind of the same people, ultimately... Um, were complaining about access to the team mm-hmm. because Ed Hervey had sort of shut that down. And they're like, well, we want to talk to the players and stuff. And now when they have an opportunity to talk to the players, guarded as they may be because of the other's comms department or whatever, they don't ask any good questions. Mm-hmm. They don't say anything useful. Um, and I think this is all born out of earlier this week, Peter Trelli um, gave himself maybe the greatest nickname that anyone could have ever given him. Inadvertently, which I feel like is how he does a lot of things, just inadvertently. <laughs> says stuff and then it happens yeah um we go to trade tail off adam larson boom done right like i think that's how things go in his life but uh he said that he's disappointed in the team and i think rightly so i think when you look at having a guy like Connor mcdavid and and some of the other um talented players that the oilers have they do have they have some they've lost some um they could be more talented i guess if they'd done some things differently but you know, you look at the lineup that they have and some of the opponents that they've had. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, like, they curb-stomped Vegas. Mm-hmm. And they got shut out by the worst Detroit Red Wings roster in 25 years. But then they beat New Jersey, who yeah. had one of the best records of yeah. teams that they've played so far. Which makes, like, it makes no sense. It doesn't sense. make any sense. But they lost to the Canucks, who, like, Oilers fans have spent time making fun of about not being a real NHL team, but gets yeah. us out of us in the standings. Um and so Peter Charlie said he's disappointed, and then he kind of paused and said, general disappointment, there's your headline. And I was like, and your nickname! Because <laughs> that's incredible. Um, but there was no follow-up to that. No. There was a little bit of a quote. I saw it on uh, ESPN um, 
Wyszynski retweeted it or whatever, and I saw, like, the full quote. And that was it. There was no, like, follow-up question. There was no... Like, what... What about this is disappointing? Are we going to do? Yeah. And so I wrote a piece that sort of suggested that maybe if he wants to blame somebody for being disappointed, he needs to look in the mirror because he's the person who's responsible for creating the roster. And I got backlash for that. Why? Because the players aren't playing well. I'm like, yeah, but they don't have the support. a good enough roster. To play well, yeah. Like, and these arguments are the same things that we heard in, like, 2008 and 9 and 10 and 11 and 12. Yeah. And it's the same shit. I know. But he came in here with a Stanley Cup under his belt. And I think people thought that meant he was good. Mm-hmm. Without recognizing that most of that Stanley Cup had come on the back of another GM's decisions. Um, and I guess, according to Alex, I don't know, pay attention to Boston, but according to Alex, like, the Bruins are still ultimately trying to recover from the damage that Charlie did to their team wow. since that Stanley Cup. And so our media here in town is, like, the laughingstock of hockey media league-wide, I think. I think so, too. But this is what I don't get. In terms of the... Hockey media. Like, truly, do all... Like, what are they risking? I think here, from my understanding, um, I think they're risking... Access? Credentials, yeah. I think if they cross whatever line the organization deems unacceptable, they will lose access. Um, Like, think back to that portrait business, and Connor had to, like, clarify... And make sure that it was okay that he addressed that, yes, he'd seen that portrait. I still, like, that makes me want to puke. Um, but think about that. Like, that's, you know, that and that's coming from their communications department. And I think that the media, um, I, I remember last season I retweeted something or quote tweeted something and said, like, everybody knows that media access to the team is very strictly controlled. And Jason Greger was like, show me the proof. And I was like, I don't know, ask a real question. Yeah. Like, just once in your life. Ask a question that, like, Brooksy uh, for the New York Post would have asked John Tortorella. He's kept his job. Yeah. And, like, Tortorella kicked him out of press scrums. And he still kept his job and is able to talk. You know? Because he doesn't work for the team. Yeah, but all of... for the paper. Yeah, but there's this weird relationship between Rogers and now, of course, Rogers Place. And this is part of all of oh, that and now. and Sportsnet, too. And Sportsnet, which is why Mark Spector's piece yesterday, blaming which Connor so, for... so, like... Ethically irresponsible. It is. It's awful, and it's funny because in the states right now, I don't know the, I don't know if the House Republicans or the Senate Republicans or fucking somebody, I don't know, passed or they're proposing legislation or have passed one that will like allow the same company to own like a TV station and a newspaper in the same town, like in the same city. Mm-hmm. Um, and until now, you couldn't do that because that's ultimately like that's the beginning of a monopoly. Yeah. But Rogers has a monopoly. Yeah. Um, and it sucks. And everybody who's got access to that team says the same stuff. Uh-huh. And it's garbage. Oh, 100%. Um, and, like, I don't read much of it because it's awful, but that Spectre piece, I was like, oh, what's everybody mad about? And I read about three paragraphs, and I was like, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. Um, and the thing that he, what I found interesting, most interesting, actually, about that piece is he actually talked about Taylor Hall in the piece in a good way. But you said, like... Isn't it so funny how everyone tells us to get over it? Yeah. And yet, on Twitter all last night... Yeah. Everybody's fucking talking about Taylor Hall. And I was yeah. like, who's the one that's not over it, bro? Yeah, like, we're... I don't know, you know, people were... We're going, New Jersey fans now. 
<laughs> we over it. I went to my parents' house to watch the game yesterday because my dad has sunrise, and I was like, I don't want to watch my computer. So I like spent oh. the afternoon at my dad's house and uh, watched the game. It was great. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, we're I, whatever. I would like the Oilers to do well, but I would also like to hear some coverage of the Oilers that isn't asinine. Well, that isn't a joke. Because <laughs> yeah. like listening to um, like listening to uh other podcasts like Biscuits and Puck Soup and I remember when like Lozo wrote that thing about um like everybody's team like why your team's gonna lose people got so mad at the stuff that he said about the Oilers and I was like but just like open take your blinders off like just take one of the blinders off Mm -hmm. and just look around a little bit and realize that like he's not wrong in what he's saying you're just that's why it's funny is because it's true yeah like you're blinded by Connor McDavid yeah and um one of my buddies has that's his pin tweet is that like Connor McDavid will keep people employed much longer than they should be mm-hmm. and oh, I think 100%. I think that includes media too right but it's interesting now that they're like turning on him because the others turn the puck over too much or fucking whatever I don't know that's such bullshit but like and I, I don't know I don't I don't know the equivalent in other sports like I can't think of it like I watched a little bit of the Packers today, and then got. But no, that would be like saying that Westbrook's team doesn't win because he has too many turnovers. Yeah, but he's how often is he gonna have the ball? Hundred percent of the time, right? He's the best fucking player yeah. on the team, and Connor's like the best player, maybe in the league. And so of course he's gonna have the puck a lot. Yeah, and there's gonna come. I watched the Blues game because I had to write the post game. Um, which someone commented on and was like, why didn't you make it into paragraphs? And I was like, they didn't put in a full effort. Why should I? Because um, I just left it in bullet points, but now, which is just easier to read. Um, and I was also considering my audience. Um, but, like, I watched them. And he was... Connor was, like, demonstrably frustrated because he couldn't get any open ice down the middle. Yeah. Because the Blues figured out how to plug up the middle of the ice. So then that forces him to the outside if he's going to carry the puck. And it's so much easier for them to, like, to stop him if he's carrying the puck outside. Yeah. Um, and he was very frustrated by it. Did he turn the puck over a couple of times? Sure, of course he did. Because he lost that battle trying to go through four guys. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think part of it, too, like, he's very good. But I think teams People are starting to figure out his stick. Yeah. A little absolutely. bit. And I think that because the others are relying on essentially him all the time then it's really easy to key on him mm-hmm. and so sure you put your best guys out against him if they can stop him then you're good to go yeah and the others can't score so you're really good to go um but listening to the media kind of turn on him is already really inter- and it's only he's only been here what like two years yeah yeah beginning of the third year I guess. yeah but like two full years and a little bit yeah. and then you know this is about this time last then his rookie year that he got hurt yeah so he hasn't even played two full seasons with the team isn't it delicious? And people are already turning on the, the best player in the world. It's delicious. That's crazy. Oh, 100%. And, like, do other fans deserve that? Well. Some of them do. If you're going to be that ridiculous, what? <laughs> but, like, but here's the thing. If you're an Oilers fan and you're not really interested, like, you're not going to go to, like, a Oilers Nation or the Oilers Rig or Copper and Blue or whatever, right? You're not going to go somewhere there to, like, read stuff about the team. And you're going to read it from the Sun and the Journal and read on Sportsnet and TSN. Yeah, it's the only That's narrative. That's the narrative that you're getting. And you're yeah. going to listen to Ched and you're going to, whatever. That's the narrative you're getting. But I find that Ched isn't, like, <coughs> as bad. I like Stauffer, like... He called Spectre out. Yes, I know. Not by name, but, like... But the idea of yeah, it, yes. Which was great. I don't think that Stauffer represents that. Like, even when sometimes when I have to listen to the games on the radio, I do like the narrative that I hear. And like, I like I Rob Brown. I think he and Michaels are okay mm-hmm. together. I don't think that they're... Yeah. 
as out of touch as we know a lot of the TV personalities no. are. No, and I think too, um, like listening to Rob Brown and like the in-game stuff, like I think he does a good job too on Chad, yeah. and I much prefer to listen to the radio broadcast than listening to the TV broadcast. Because, like, Kevin Quinn and Drew Amenda are awful at what they do. I super like um, Louie. Yeah, I like when Louie does color commentary. Me too. He's a lot better at it. I miss when TSN did hockey because I miss guys like Ray Ferraro. Yeah. Because, you know, he was able to take the fan piece out of it and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, he objectively called a game his son's first NHL game. You know, and objectively called it. Yeah. Which I think sort of speaks to the standard that we would like to have. Absolutely. Um, and, like, I know we complain but sometimes. But TSN also has Pierre, so... Not anymore. Not He's anymore, on NBC. But, he yeah. but even still, like, yeah. you just kind of, you know, listen to... Because Pierre doesn't say anything useful. He just talks about, like, where the kid went to junior high school. So, like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's not like he's telling you what to think of this kid. Because That's he true. turns the puck over too much, That's true. right? He's just like you, you know, his good upbringing from like, and yeah, it's just yeah, different. Yeah. But like, it's really interesting. So if you're not one of those fans that gets your information from, like, non-traditional sources, if you're only getting it from that mainstream place, you are being fed a very particular narrative. Yeah. And then you become that fan that buys into that narrative because that's all you're hearing. And then when you watch the broadcast and what you're hearing is Drew Amanda like being excited about how many hits the Oilers have in a four-one loss. I was like, dude, that what difference does it make? Yeah, if like, it doesn't translate into anything yeah. on the other side, then... If you're not forcing the puck off someone's stick to... Into your own. Yeah. yeah, or, like, even just forcing the puck off the stick and, you know, forcing them to take a penalty or whatever, you're not... Those hits aren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. So Adam Larson's league-leading hits or whatever, which is... When he was I, the third star that time? Um, or first star. first star, was Yeah, he? which, yeah. Um, which, like, I rolled my eyes so hard, it hurt. But... I don't know, it was earlier this week, he was, I think, leading the league in hits with, like, 79 or something. I was like, yeah, because they literally gave him 10 more than he needed in that one game. But anyway, (laughs) um, that doesn't mean anything. No. When it's not translating to pushing people off the puck and forcing a turnover and getting the puck up the ice and into the net. Just, like, block shots don't matter if you fail on all the other reasons. Yeah, if you're blocking the the shot because you're bad at your job. Yeah, you can block a lot of shots. But you're still bad at your but job. But you're still bad at your job. I said that in my post game on, on Thursday because they were talking about how many shots Chris Russell has blocked since like 2014 or whatever. And it's like 750. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. But that means that there's 750 times. The puck's still in the zone. But it's still in the zone and he probably should have cleared it. Um, and then the second place guy, sorry, Amanda, is Dan Girardi, who is also a terrible <laughs> defenseman, right? I, we give Amanda so much shit. I'm so sorry. No, Amanda. I don't really apologize because she just likes bad players. Like, <laughs> but like, but it, if those are like, if that's the metric that you're using, and if that's the narrative that the TV broadcast wants to push, like, look how good he is at blocking shots, without that other piece that it's like, he's blocking all these shots because he can't clear the puck. Yeah. That's a problem. And so then when people start talking about how Chris Russell's Corsi is, like, below 50%, which, of course, it was again yesterday, um, then it makes the, then people, I, I think, understandably get upset about, oh, you're picking on him, you're picking on him. Because, you know, look at all the shots that he blocks and look at whatever. Yeah, it's so stupid. It is really dumb. It's really, really dumb. I think it's really kind of fun to watch Jordan Eberle have a bit of a renaissance season. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Be free. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. Guys are getting mad about Taylor Hall and how he should have still been on the team. And I was like, oh, guys, don't torture yourself. He's in a better place now. He's too good for you. Yeah. He's too good for this organization. It's all good. He's pure and perfect. He's somewhere where he's appreciated now. I'm trying to think of, like, what's a good art equivalent for him where he's been set free from a toxic relationship? 
Um, oh, that's a good one. Mm. Oh, I don't know. You'll have to think on it. All right, we'll have to come back to that. People, if you have suggestions. Let us know. Please let us know. Yeah. It'll, she'll text me at like two o'clock on Wednesday this <laughs> It'll week. Come to yeah. Me. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, apparently we don't know. Um, but yeah, so I just think that like, I wish that people would be a little bit more discerning in the voices that they listen to when it comes to sports in general. But people love a self-fulfilling narrative they like one that's easy to swallow mm-hmm. they like one where their own ideas are reflected and reinforced to be uncomfortable yeah in your knowledge and your perspectives is hard yeah. like i have conversations often with people um that i know through twitter about the team or whatever and i'm just like didn't we have this conversation in august already like weren't we already talking about or this last week yeah and, and in, in July, and, like, the day after the Everly trade, like, weren't we talking about these things? Like, okay, fine, you're going to trade Jordan Everly for Ryan Strom. Great. What else are you going to do? Yeah. If it's just cap space, couldn't you have waited? Like A I, year? I don't Or to the trade deadline, if they're out yeah. of the playoffs. Like, just wait till the trade deadline and do something with it. Like, and so, yesterday, Jim Matheson was like, the Cavalry's not coming. And I'm like, no, because it already left. That's the whole point. Yeah. And what they got back isn't replacing what they lost. Mm-hmm. And then now all of a sudden, Connor McDavid, I was like, maybe he's just tired of actually carrying the, the corpses of his teammates around. 100%. Right? Like, at some point, I think that begins to take a toll. Yeah. And I think we've seen that in some players who've gone from one team to another and have had a bit of a, a renaissance where they've been able to, like, play their game rather than... The game of everyone else. The game of everybody else and be held back by everybody yeah. else. Oh, for sure. And it's kind of nice to see. So maybe someday Connor can be free too. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, maybe, we'll be free of Peter Trelli. And general disappointment will move on. <sighs> can we have his job? <laughs> um, we could clearly do better. Obviously. Uh, I think... I, I feel like I have zero knowledge base to do his job. Yeah. I still feel like I could do it I think better. so too. I mean, the fact that he went to Harvard doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't. But that's, like, part of the pedigree. C's get degrees, bro. It's true. Even at Harvard. hmm I had better than a C average in all of my degrees. Same. There you go. I just have one, though. We could do it. We could absolutely do it. I think I think we could teach full-time and be the GM <laughs> of the Oilers if we did it together. Oh. This podcast would have to come to an end, though. Would it, though? It, yeah, it would. I don't think so. I think it would. We just do it in the press box. <laughs> During games. Yeah. Just not caring. Yeah. Well, I mean... Because our success would be Exactly. Clear. <laughs> we wouldn't have to do anything. We'd just sit back and let it happen. It'd be amazing. Yeah. What? Okay. If you were a GM, yeah. what would be the first thing that you did? Of the Oilers? Mm-hmm. Uh, convince Lucic to waive his no-move class. You know what I'd do? I'd fire JJ. Oh, oh, we're talking like, okay. Um, I would, Wait, is that his job? I thought that was his job. Well, yes, because he's like... I need pre- to learn the rules of my job. <laughs> no, because Peter Trello is not just the GM. He's also like the vice president of yeah. hockey operations or whatever. That's what I thought. Good call. Yeah. I'd fire JJ. I would fire the entire like communications department. Oh, for sure. Well, uh, no, I, no, I would fire all of them. And if people are good at their jobs, I would hire them back. But I'd be like, you know what? You're gone. Yeah. Show me why you want to be here. Okay, you, you'd be the gym. I'd be the communications director. Yes. This would be a better Done deal. And then I would give Henderson. Yeah. 
media access. <laughs> That's what I would do. I think I, I would give I would give somebody from Oilers Nation media access. I would give somebody from Copper and Blue yeah. access. I'd give somebody from the Oilers Rig access. Yeah. Not me. Whatever. But I would, you know, Avery. Then you'd have to conflict of interest. Yeah, probably. You'd have to step away. Would I know? Yes, you would. Jason Greger is a reporter and also a part owner of Oilers Nation and writes about the team for a blog. Just saying. Um, <laughs> but, like... But he's not part owner of the Oilers. I suppose. No. No. That's just all media um, things. But maybe, like, give Avery, you know, access to the team or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, absolutely. Um, the other thing, too, that I got some heat for, because people, like, didn't read tone into my tweet or I didn't make it clear or whatever, was the comment on Colton Pareko's Sports Central um, donation that he made this week. Oh, for the St. Louis girl. Yeah, which is, no, the girl from here. She's, yeah. Yeah. It was because she loved. Yeah. Who did she love? I don't know. But she's from here, and she's a goalie, and so he donated equipment so that she could, like, get her... Which is awesome. I think that's so great. And he donated, made a huge donation to Sports Central. But why is it that an outside person had to do that? Well, and that's exactly it. And I made that comment, and someone was like, well, I think Todd McClellan's on the board of Sports Central, and the Oilers do lots of good stuff. And I was like, I know they do, and I'm not saying that they don't. But sometimes it would be nice to hear once in a while these things that they're doing. Like, um, Vegas had an off day a couple days ago, and they were all at the Nevada, like, Children's Cancer Hospital. Mm Mm-hmm making, like, Christmas cards and playing board games with kids. Just, like, having a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see stuff, obviously, that the Devils are doing because we pay attention to that. But, like, other teams, they have that. Well, and I, I think it's right. I think it's a communications problem more than them not yeah. doing anything. Yeah, because we know that the Oilers yeah. do stuff. But their stuff, I mean, their big charity thing this year is, like, here, come pay hundreds of dollars to come to our game and also buy a calendar. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's, like, why do we have to? why do we have to pay money to support a charity? Why can't? You guys do something yeah. that's a little bit more, I don't know, welcoming for people who aren't going to the games. Yeah. Right? And I mean, somebody commented, I can't remember who it was, somebody replied to my tweet and was like, Canadian teams generally don't care about like minor hockey and that kind of stuff in their communities because they're not looking to grow their fan base. And that's probably partially true. That's fair. But, you know, it's... You, you know, know, that's a good point. It is a good point. It's a fair point. But that doesn't mean that has to be the way that it is. No. Right? You like, still could try. They go out and they do the read-in week... Like, the one day of the, the week when they can, which is great. Mm-hmm. But, like, do more of that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't require, you know, a bunch of media attention necessarily. Or require, like, one of your players to do stuff in their hometown okay, in order to be talked friend about. Or a friend send a painting to Connor McDavid. Yeah. To sign. Like, um, Taylor Hall's ball hockey tournament. Yeah. Which we found out about after he was traded. Because he did it in Kingston. In 2016 and 2017, I found out that this year was actually the fourth year yeah, that it he is. did it. I didn't and know that either. I didn't. And the Devils, like, sent people to Kingston to, to do it, to yeah. cover his tournament. Mm-hmm. And That's where they got those great videos from. Yeah, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But, like, they sent people from their marketing and communications department to Kingston, Ontario, in the summertime to look at their star player doing this charity thing. And we, for the two years, the two summers prior that he did it while he was in Oilers, we didn't hear a peep. No. about it and maybe like he's obviously a pretty private person doesn't talk about those things but wouldn't it have been nice like even in september mm-hmm. to have like a little roundup of like here's some of the cool stuff that our players do in their free time and in their off season and in their hometowns yeah but we don't hear any of that no it super sucks so yeah maybe yeah there you go fire JJ. and it seems like the the only time we do is because it's big events like spider mayball and and where there are many eyes watching. Or they spend the afternoon at the Stollery taking Christmas presents to kids, which I think is great. And I'm not knocking any of but those again, things. But again, it's a whole team 
Yeah. Thing. There's this idea of PR attached to it. Where, yeah. Like, Taylor doesn't do the thing for PR. No. Like, the, it's for Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. Because he went there as a child. Yeah. Do you remember that time that him and Connor and um, Luke Gessick went to the salary, just the three of them? Mm-hmm. And the only reason people found out is because, like, a parent of a kid who was in the salary posted a photo on Facebook. The team didn't say a word. Yeah. It was just their thing. And I'm not saying that, like, that doesn't happen, but sometimes it would be nice to know that those things are happening. Yeah. Because I felt like that Sports Central thing was really interesting, knowing how involved the Oilers Community Foundation is with Sports Central. That the, the player from the other team... Looked for it. Looked yeah. for it and got the attention. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Maybe you're right. Yeah, fire JJ. I'd, like, immediately, that's what I would do. Yeah. Because it's, I'm so disgusted by what Lauren had to go through to get her art noticed. Yeah. I'm so tired of Oilers fans being treated like shit. And yet, here, dole out this money for this. Dole out this for money for this. Support your team in this yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, Buy crazy. a jersey. Yeah. Why? Why do I need to? Uh, yeah, there's that's yeah, that's kind of a thing. And that's then yeah, what I would do. there you go. So yeah, I'll be the GM, I'll be the communications person, and then give access to like mm-hmm. and take access away from people who aren't doing their jobs. And it's not necessarily that we have narratives that we think are better than others, but there's a lack of diversity and a lack of caring about the impact of those narratives. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's really toxic. It is, and it's it's this weird, like, very insular thing, and I think it's reflected in, like, the construction of, like, the staff and, like, yeah. the upper management, right? And it's that old boys club mm-hmm. thing. Well, I told you how my, my friend Malcolm knew someone, and they couldn't talk to the players. Yeah. Like, okay, what, they're not humans, and you're not humans either? Like, yeah. the moment that you separate them as if they're fucking gods... Like, you skate around on blades and yeah. put a rubber thing into a net for a living. Yeah. Like, you can treat me as a human being, please. Yeah, I we have a job, too. City. I'm trying to put food on my table, just yeah. like you're putting food on your much larger table. But, like, yeah. But still. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, I hate that. Yeah. But hockey, it's, it goes back to the thing where, like, hockey doesn't have that personality. And that personality is frowned upon, too. Right? And you look at people who have the personality, like mm-hmm. PK, and they end up leaving getting traded because the personality is too big. But you know what's so funny? Do you know how much y'all could use right now? PK Subban on the blue line. I know. What I find so funny, though, is when <coughs> I think about, like, even when you think about, like, a group of adults working together, like, in your school community and the people on your staff, I would fucking kill for a PK in my department. We have one. It's amazing. Oh, like, I feel like sometimes... I don't, like, even want to be there at meetings or mm-hmm. whatever, as everybody does. Mm-hmm. But to have everyone toe the party line all the time and not have any personality whatsoever or just, like, make you feel like you don't belong or you're not a part of the team or whatever. Like, yeah. if you had one person yeah. that everyone connected to and around, yeah, how different would that be? Well, I find that because I'm in two different departments and in the one we have that kind of personality. Yeah. And he, he does some other stuff and so he's not around as much, but like he's very much sort of like he brings people together. I think I know who Yeah, well, of course you do. Um, <laughs> he's very much like P.K. Suban. He's um, very tall and yeah. loud. Okay. Yeah, like the loudest person maybe I've ever met in my life. Um, but in the other department that I'm in, he's not in that department. And it's the, the gender balance is different and the personality balance is very different. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who like toe the department line yeah. and every once in a while in a meeting I'll say something and people look at me and I'm like well this is why are we doing this this is stupid yeah let's do this instead 
And it's not necessarily that PK is that contrarian opinion. No. But to just have personality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at all. Yeah, like just a little bit. Yeah. And just to, to show that you're not just like, you know, a robot. Yeah. Ultimately, right? Because that's sort of, that's the difference. And you look at other sports and it doesn't exist in that same way. No. Like not even a little bit. You look at basketball players and you look at football players and baseball players. Baseball is a little bit different and part of that is language barrier sometimes. Some of the best personalities... It doesn't come through yeah. because their English is very poor, and that's fine. But like you can see it even with their On teammates. The field, yeah. You can just see it. Hockey just doesn't. No. At all. And the guys that do have personality are your P.K. Subans and your Tyler Sagans and guys like that who end up... But I think you can have people like your Brent Burns's, yeah. right? They're, yeah. They're very much full of personality, too. In different ways, yeah. And But it's more of like that's how it comes out on the yeah. ice, not necessarily... Yeah. Elsewhere, or it's on the ice, or it's in like his personal life. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily like in the locker room. Yeah, but like the fact that like that Joe Thornton and Brent Burns were in the body issue. Amazing. Was great. Love it. So, and I don't, I can't picture another duo that that should have been because of course it would be them. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. But like, can you imagine? I'm like I'm to be to like I'm not surprised that since JJ has taken over that the Oilers have not been part of that. Mm-hmm. Like not even a little bit. They're really not involved in like anything. No, not really. No, there's not very much. Um, even like a personality that I think is really interesting in the league is Jonathan Taves, because like he comes across very like like you know like Mister Serious or whatever. Yeah. He's not. No. And I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like the toaster stuff with Canadian Tire, because there's like him and Gretzky and McDavid. I like his. His toaster commercial is really funny. Connor's, oh, I just cringe. So I know. Hard. It's good. It's a good thing he's good Why at hockey. Why did they force him to do this though? I know. It's a good thing he's good at like, hockey. Connor, you should have not yeah. signed these contracts because you are so not liking it. Like it looks no. like he wants to die. Yeah. Whereas like Taves was having some fun with his, like, and it was good, right? Mm-hmm. And those kind of personalities would be nice to have more of mm-hmm. in the league, but like it's just not ever gonna happen. And as long as teams keep restricting. Not and not all teams do this, but as long as teams keep res- restricting like the message that's sent, yeah, out, I think that you're gonna have that that lack of personality. Mm-hmm. And I guess like I guess people who listen who are Flames fans can probably speak to this too. I think the same is kind of in Calgary. I think there's some certain things that that happen like in the media that sort of prevent specific narratives from getting out and whatever. And certain people that are part of that Calgary media establishment, mm. right? Um, but, like, the Flames yesterday, they traveled from wherever they played, Philadelphia to Washington, on the train, and all dressed up in, like, old-timey clothes. Hiding those beers. Uh, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yager wasn't in the picture, and I was like, oh, because he didn't want to wear clothes that he wore as a child. Like, <laughs> 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 obviously, he didn't want to be part of this. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, and I don't know why he wasn't in the picture. I think he just, he was probably doing squats, would be my guess. He's probably he probably doing his workout, yeah. Yeah, he does, like, what, a thousand squats a day? Um, but, like, I thought it was great. Will we ever see the Oilers do something like that? No. No. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's weird. Because, like, that Instagram video, or whatever, the Instagram story that you sent me with Benning and Clefbaum. Oh, yeah. They didn't even advertise it. I know. You should have. Because that was on NHL, right? Yeah. NHL Instagram story. Would you rather with him and Benning? And I was like, I have never seen Oscar have any personality ever. And he was hilarious in it. And Kelsey almost died. I did almost die. Because... Oscar Clefbaum is apparently a Harry Potter fan. Oh my god. Which drops him down like three steps in my book. Oh, raises him up to Jesus and mine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was funny. It was and so I enjoyed funny. it. And even Benning, too. Yeah. Like, 
But when we see them interviewed post-game or, you know, mid-game or whatever, regardless of the result, Mm -hmm. it's just that, like... Blank. And it's just really unfortunate. Yeah. We talked a lot about the Oilers. Did we? It's like 35 minutes. You said it wasn't even going to be about the Oilers. And then well, it was we all started talking about <laughs> press and communications. It wasn't about their play, because whatever. Uh, I think the season's lost, but that's okay. Yeah, that's what I would do. I would fire JJ. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably fair. Well, you would fire JJ and I would, hire me. Yeah, I would fire JJ and hire you. Absolutely, yes. That would be for sure what I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, I could probably also fire some other people if mm. I was the president of Hockey Ops. Can we also fire um, the hype guy in the stands, please? Yes. and. Uh, redesign the mascot and also no kiss cams ever again yeah um and bring back like intermission entertainment yes because that's super fun Mm -hmm. and what else local bands bring in local bands sure to play in like fort hall or whatever yeah they got that stuff going on uh what else could we do that would make things better um i don't know no ice girls no. Well, have ice girls, sure, but have them in, like... But ice girls implies yeah, that yeah. they're separate. Yeah. Like, have girls on your ice crew, but they're wearing the Regular same clothes. ice crew clothes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got a whole list. Didn't expect yeah. to have a list. There you go. What else, what else can we do? Um, um, Robert Clark forever. Yes. He's amazing. Um, that would be good. Also, maybe uh, have better music playing during the games, because mm. it's pretty garbage. Like, Karma Joe at least once once a game. Yeah, that's what you're saying for sure. Why not? Introduce? Yeah. Bring it back. And, like, Stomp and Tom. Like, mm. just bring it back. Who cares? Nobody listens anyway. That's true. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, and I think, I think, like, having more, like, fan engagement stuff would be more fun. Yeah. Show that you care about the people that are paying the money for you. Yeah. To play this sport. And, like, give away some jerseys and stuff. Instead of... $25 gift certificate to Boston Pizza or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or have like the Devils did where they had bobbleheads. No, or like the players delivering wings. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that and not amazing. just delivering season tickets because there's, there's that separation that yeah. comes with that. Yeah. But I have like bobblehead nights and you know, like cool giveaway nights. Yeah. And stuff. Mean greets. Yeah. Yeah, bobbleheads where there's friggin' six gold ones. Like yeah. they did with Taylor. Oh uh, my yeah. god, imagine if we would have got the gold one. No, uh, we would have died. Mm. Like we would have died. Yeah. Um yeah, there's so many things that they could do. And I know that reply that I got, like they don't care about that kind of engagement is probably accurate. But it's bullshit. But just do it anyway. Because mm-hmm. like people want to enjoy going to games. Um, like you did when you went to Montreal. Oh, beautiful segue. There's so much to say about the Bell Center. Did you love it? Uh, Yes and no. The concourse situation was real bad. Real bad. Yeah. And I find that so funny how people complain about it at Rogers. It's the same everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, stop complaining about this issue. It's a non-issue issue. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Um... But it was really weird to be so... Because it's so... It stacks so vertically. Yes. And it yeah, really... Yeah, it's super steep, hey? It, and it, it's steeper than Rogers, for sure. And it really makes you feel like you're back in time. Like, it makes you feel like you're in an original six building. Mm-hmm. Which is bizarre. Because mm-hmm. the way everything's lit, you feel like you're on top of yeah. people in front of us. Because we were way up high. There's a metal railing in front of us. Like, in front of every layer. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're you might so fall steep. out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which was really weird. And Which would be nice at Rogers, I think. Yeah. Those 
upper bolt people, really But the bad thing is people lean on it. Yeah. So it takes away your sight lines. Um, but I understand why. But even to begin the, um, like, periods, they had a different pump-up video for every single period and really cool interactions with fans during the mm-hmm. intermission and... Do they still have the kid who, like, lights the, the torch or whatever? We missed it. We arrived a little okay. bit too late. But they do... I think they do that in every home game, don't they? Yeah. And then the ice, like, lights up. Yeah, they, we saw cool. that, like, as we walked into our seats, the, the fire was going. Yeah, okay. And but we just missed awesome. the start of it. Yeah. It was a very cool place to go to. And it was so loud. Like, the fans are, are incredibly mm-hmm. vocal. Um, yes, they hate their team just as much as Oilers fans hate their team right now. Oh, but my God. But they're loud about it. And there was, like, these six, like, francophone guys right behind us that were so, like, they were just typical, like, the most stereotypical French-sounding voice that you, like, oh, oh, oh. Like, it was <laughs> absurd. But, and they spoke some things in English, and most of all, it was, kids, kids, kids. <laughs> kill me every time. This is, like... Oh, he knows. He's trying to skate. Like, yeah. please don't yell at him. But I like very my cool. favorite thing about the Bell Center is that when you come up to it, it doesn't look like an arena. No, because it's it's there's like some offices around the outside, and they like it looks like it just looks like a building. A building, which I think is super cool, because it's mm-hmm. still and it's right in the heart of the center of the city, which is really nice. But it's not this like big. Yeah. Come check it out. I think that's really neat. Cause and even during the day, I had walked by it, by it and not known it. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, there's this statue right over there. And Chris is like, what, you were here? And I was like, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just walking around. Yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't, like, give you that sort of ostentatious. Yeah. And it feel. makes it feel like it's a part of, yeah. you know, the street and, and everything else. Yeah. Like everything. But um, Chris was a little bit ticked, though, because he went... Um, we walked around, like, we did a loop of the concourse um, in the first period. And there was, like, eight minutes left or whatever. And I went back to my seat. And he's like, yeah, I'll just stand in line to go pee. That concourse is designed horribly. Yeah, it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. And apparently they had just done renovations, too, to make it better. And I was like, how? <laughs> how did this happen? <laughs> but he, after that, went to get a drink and popcorn. And he didn't come back. Because it was so cramped until eight minutes left in the second period. Oh, wow. That's like, like, took, almost an hour. Yeah, it took so long. Wow. Which was really crazy. Um, so, yeah, it was really neat. Fans, super excited. If you don't mind me asking, how much were your tickets? Because you were up, like, up in the we were upper. Up real high. Yeah. Because, mm. like, I don't know what they cost single game. Uh, Rogers either. I'm just sort of curious. I think they were for sure. I want to say altogether probably two fifty. Okay. And it was in U.S. dollars. Oh really? Because there's like one resale site that the have. Oh sells yeah, that's only. right. That's right. Just such bullshit. Yeah. Um, I think that's a Bell Center thing too. Yeah. Because when I bought my tickets for Adele at the Bell Center, it wasn't Ticketmaster. It was like through that other route. Yeah. Yeah. And it's but Chris sucked. had found them. Yeah. So I think I'd probably say probably two fifty, probably two sixty altogether. Because okay. I know my dad a couple years ago was in Montreal for some work stuff, and he stayed a couple extra days because the Bruins were in town. He's a big Habs fan, and he bought tickets for like basically their equivalent of like the Rogers Club. Or whatever. Mm. It's not quite... The seats aren't quite as fancy, but you get, like, food and whatever while you're there. Um, And I think he paid, like, 170 bucks for his ticket. Which is pretty good. 
all things considered. Yeah, we had looked for better seats, like in the lower bowl. You're always kind of never, you know, facing the goalie or facing center ice. It's always like off to an angle in the corners. And they were probably 175, I would imagine, a piece. But um, we went for kind of up high in center ice, which we thought would be good. And then there was one camera right in front of us, oh. and I have no idea why. Oh, weird. One camera. Not like a bank of cameras, yeah, like it one. was at Rexall, but like... Maybe that's for their, like, their high-angle shot or whatever. No, That's weird. It was just one. Would you go to a hockey game there again? I think so. I'd like to see more of the arena. Yeah. Oh my god, getting in was awful. Getting in was fucking awful. Yeah. Because they have, like... 30, in this one door that we went to from the train station, like 30 um, metal detectors, metal detectors. <laughs> and you find one that's free, and you go through it, and it takes like a second, but then you wait like six minutes to go to the back of this lineup to get through one set of double doors. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. But is that any better than like at Rogers? I don't know. Rogers is awful. Mm-hmm. Like, any game that I've been to, I've been there early enough that, like, I haven't really had to worry about it, so yeah. you kind of get through, but, like, I always see stuff on, like, Instagram or whatever people have, or Twitter videos, like, people, you know, five minutes before puck drop, and there's, like, I don't it feels understand like thousands of people waiting, getting there. I don't understand why they insist on not opening the doors till an hour before puck drop. Mm-hmm. What is that about? I don't know either. Maybe it's, like, can pay staff for less time, or... That must be it. Because like, otherwise, why wouldn't you want people to go early to buy more food? Yeah. To buy more drinks? Yeah. To visit the store? Yeah, to pay, buy stuff at the store and, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't and, know. like, spend the time. Yeah. I don't get that. No, and, and because of the way that you get in there, like... There's one way. There's one door. Yeah. Right? Which is ridiculous. Whereas, like, even at, at Rexall, you complain about the concourse situation, but there was multiple doors you could, you could come go in. in. Yeah. And if the one was like, you just you go just to the next walking one. around, yeah. right? Whereas at least, so at least you have that. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, um, I don't get that. And I noticed that at the Bell Center, it was obviously for, it was for a concert, so it was probably a different crowd than would come to hockey games, but I found the getting in was very much. It was tough. Yeah, it was complicated. Was and like, really we didn't have tickets. Because it was credit card entry only. Oh. Because they didn't want people, like, reselling their tickets because we had floor seats. Yeah. Because that's all I could get. And I was like, hey, done. Let's do this. Um, and so we had to, all three of us be together and, you know, so, like, and it made it, it a little it bit complicated. more complicated. Yeah. But just getting in was kind of a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting. But every time I watch a game, a Habs game on TV, um, except for last night because they lost 6 nothing and it was awful. But when they win or they're playing well. Fans go fucking nuts. It looks like a great place to be. Fans go fucking. They're so they're so loud. They're screaming the whole time. That's awesome. And I'm like, I don't know, a thousand feet away from the ice. And there's still people next to me saying, Ref, that wasn't high sticking. And every time I hear that, I want to lose my fucking mind. The ref, A, can't hear you. Yeah. B, doesn't give a shit. C, please stop fucking screaming in my ear. And, and D, like, it was actually high sticking. <laughs> you and are wrong. D, you're incorrect. Yeah, whatever. But like, it's nice to be somewhere where the fans get into the game. Yeah. Because I know my last experience at Rogers, it did not feel that way at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm going again in a couple weeks. Which I found super funny, and I'm not sure if that's because I was way up high. Because there's people that have, you know, those people that probably up high that have had their seats for ages and ages and ages. Yeah. But I wonder how down below, if it is a little bit more of a corporate feel. It might be. 
So that's why I'd like to go again to see it from a different angle to see that. I would like to sit somewhere else at um, Rogers because I've only sat in the lower bowl. I've never sat for a hockey game. I've never sat up top. You did in the special Sky Place. Yeah, but that was different. I want loge seats, man. That was the, the Sky Box was really great though. If you ever had a chance to do that, I was in a box box. Yeah, it was fun. Once and that was real cool. I just, it's just nice. Yeah, I would like a loge seat too, just to try it and see what that's like. I think that'd be awesome. They're so expensive. Ugh. Like, it's, it's foolish. It's foolish. There's unreasonably expensive. Yeah. Well, and especially when you look at, like, the price of, you can get, you can rent, like, a luxury box or whatever for um, the Oil Kings game for, like, a thousand dollars for an Oil Kings game. And for an Oilers game, it's ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So that tells you everything you the need to know right there. Yeah. Right? Um, but, I don't know. I would like to go, I would like to go to a game in Montreal. I think it would be fun. It was very neat. And I think I'd like to go to a game in Nashville, too. I would too. I'd really like to go in Nashville. I'd really like to go in San Jose. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. And um, I'd like to go to a game in Toronto, especially now that they're good again. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be kind of fun. What was the other one that I was thinking? I would like. To, I'd say that I'd like to go to Ottawa, but I don't want to drive like mm-hmm. nine hours to get to the rink from my hotel. So yeah. probably never gonna happen. Chris's uncle lives in Canada, so it wouldn't be that. Yes. Hard for us if we were to try, but yeah, I know it's really bizarre when they have that. I like it when the arenas are within reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I would like to go. I'd like to go to to a game in Toronto, and I would like to go to San Jose and Nashville. I think it'd be kind of fun, mm-hmm. just for that environment, because like they look. Well, just like, to see how different it is. Yeah, yeah. And even Vegas, because they're just figuring it out. Yeah. Right. And so but it what looks they're so trying cool. to do. Yeah, it'd be really um, it cool. looks really cool. What what every time I see footage from there, I think it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. So, why not? And I, I don't know. So you could sing Sweet Golden Nights? Yeah. And get retweeted by Craig Machinsky. It's <laughs> such an easy way to get retweeted. Yeah, I know. I, I had to work for mine. You did. And it works. So proud. All you need to do is insult Wish and... Yeah, and Lozo's all on board. <laughs> well, and give him a compliment, too. Well, yeah, because who doesn't like compliments? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Outlander? Can't uh, wait for tonight. I know, it's gonna be good. Although I'm worried that... Claire got kidnapped. She did. Yeah, another boat absconded with her. Kidnapped on the high seas. Yep. Ugh. So, like, real quick... It's co- such, like, a corsets and... Oh, yeah. What's the other word? It's, like, something and something. Yeah. I'm so fucking tired. Um, yeah, <laughs> she's she's uh, trapped on another ship. They've promised that they will deliver her to Jamie in Jamaica. We know what happens because we've read the books. Um, Jamie's of course very upset. She's mm-hmm. very upset because mm-hmm. um, she's been like taken advantage, taken advantage of again, again because she's too trusting. Mm-hmm. She really needs to stop being so trusting. She really does. Um, because like the ship, this like British Navy ship, can force British subjects into service, mm-hmm. and ultimately they've done. That, that yeah with her because she's a surgeon so she goes on board this navy ship because everybody's sick and then she tells them here's how you get these guys unsick and it probably works right just because of what they have typhoid fever yeah is that what it is and uh then as she's like dealing with some of the the patients down below the boat starts to move mm-hmm. and she's like what's happening what's happening and then jamie gets all mad and he's very angry 
and imagine their point of view, right? Imagine a how dangerous sea travel was at that oh time, God, I know. because you've only been on sea for a few weeks and <laughs> you've already been kidnapped. Yeah, like, <laughs> and you cl- you all almost died because of dehydration because you've sat in the boiling sun for weeks. Yeah, and then secondly, or B, did I say A or one first? I don't, I don't know, know how I started this list. I always think of a third thing for lists. Um, <laughs> they just got back together. Just. And now they're going to be separated by fucking ocean. By like, for, for like they were apart for 20 years and yeah. like centuries. It's very complicated. It's very complicated. <laughs> and yeah, now they're, and that, there's no guarantee that they're both going to make it. No. To Jamaica. A to Jamaica. Or be, and just, be back together. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, Jamaica's small enough that I feel like, you know, they could potentially have a chance of finding each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's craziness. And I can't wait for it. And the reason they're on the boat is because they're looking for young Ian, because he's a fucking idiot. And <laughs> Well, they're fucking idiots. Well, who fair. made him swim out there. I guess. But he didn't help his situation. No, not at situation all. No. By blundering through <laughs> his fucking chest of... Blundering through the gorse and just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love it. Oh, I love everything about it. I can't wait. I was at the bookstore yesterday, and they're selling, like, the pocketbook versions of the first five or six or whatever. And they're huge. They're just so thick because those books are so long. But I was just like, oh, man. If I didn't already own them, I would totally buy them. Mm. But, but I definitely already own them. I don't need them again. But they're just, like, they're, they're just so pretty. Like, they're just so nice. Did they have, like, the original covers? No, or they had, like, the, the solid color. No, they had, like, the solid oh, color like the, ones. with yeah. the image on yeah. it? Yeah, I like um, But it was funny because there was people looking at the books. Okay. And there was these there was these two ladies were were looking and they were kind of talking. I was like, oh, this is a TV show, and I like butted in. I was like, yeah, it's really good. I was like, so are the books. The second one is garbage, but you have to read it to get to the third one. So just do it. Mm-hmm. Like, and the fourth one's really great. <laughs> and they're like, how many are there? So there's eight. There's gonna be a ninth one. I said she needs to stop writing them now. At she, some point I think she needs to stop writing them after four, to be honest. But I said, and if the show goes through nine seasons, I don't know if I can handle it. I said I it can won't. definitely handle four. Yeah, I think it should stop. We've talked about that. Yeah, it, it's, it a, it's a very good ending at the end of yeah. four. Um, but yeah, and they were like, oh, okay. And I was like, and the first two seasons of the show are on Netflix. So, And the one thing he was like, oh, she was real excited. <laughs> I don't often talk to strangers in bookstores, but I couldn't help myself. What was they the were, age range of said ladies? They were like mid-40s. Okay. Right in the perfect, perfect, perfect demographic. Age yeah. Uh-huh. To fantasize about Jamie and wish you were Claire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because why wouldn't you? He's, God. Because in the last couple weeks, we've watched it together. Like, not just texting back and forth, but, like, actually in the same place. Mm-hmm. And we've commented both times about how he's, like, the king of men. And how amazingly beautiful, like, <sighs> Katrina Balfe is oh, otherworldly. Yeah. And they've aged her so well. Yeah. Like, they put some gray streaks in her hair, and she's got some, like, laugh lines or whatever, but, like, she's, you know, and she looks demonstrably older than she did in seasons one and two. Because mm-hmm. when she left Boston, she had, like, dyed her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, of course, the hair dye has, yeah, yeah, which is great. And so she's got, like, the gray streaks back. I think it's wonderful. Me too. Do you remember from last week how much of a shit we had when the opening credits changed? Yes. Oh. They were beautiful it is the most stunning opening credit scenes of any show ever and they alter it nearly every episode to fit what's, what's about to yeah. happen in that episode and it's gorgeous yeah. 
I don't. What I think is really interesting too is the song that they use in the opening credits is um, I can't remember what it's called. The Skyboat song, I think, is what it's called. It's a Scottish folk song that was originally written about a girl, mm-hmm. um, but then it was like rewritten in the days of Bonnie and Prince Charlie to be about him, and like it's sort of, or I guess, after him, and it was like written about him um, and how he fled mm-hmm. um, to the Alice Guy, which I don't actually know if that's true or not, but it's like sort of this myth about him. Um, but I think it's interesting that that's the song they've used and have kind of kept with it because that's of course how the story starts, mm-hmm. and then but they've kept with that, which I think is really good, and that's the challenge of using song a song with lyrics in this kind of narrative mm-hmm. because like it's sure like big bang theory or full house or whatever it doesn't matter because it's always the same it's episodic and it, yeah. it's fine but this is like this big long narrative arc and they've managed by changing the visuals and the credits they've managed and the song yes they change the song and the instruments that are used in it but by changing that little bits they've managed to keep the sound the same ish yeah so you know what it is but it's different enough Thematically, we're, yeah. ch- we're changing. Which is really good. Oh, God, it's so fucking great. It I can't is. wait to watch just the opening credits again tonight I to know. spot... The differences, like oh, what's different. It's going to be so good. Yeah. I'm thinking now that you said that about opening credits, I'm particularly fond of the Friday Night Lights opening credits. Because mm-hmm. um, they changed a little bit as Over the time. kids yeah. got older and like graduated and left the show. and you know, But it was good. Um, and they made it very, very much focused on like the ensemble cast bit of things. So they had like coach and Tammy and then all of the kids were like in alphabetical order Mm -hmm. to show that like, it didn't matter who, you know, the story was about, but I also really just love that theme song Mm -hmm. that like 45 seconds. It's so good. It is super good. Um, but yeah, these are, these are stunning. And this is the difference between like a show with an NBC budget and a show with a A star's budget. budget. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because, yeah, they are beautiful. And just, like, that greenery that yes. popped up last week. Oh, because oh, it's so funny because there's, there's a different type of greenery for Scotland. Oh, yeah. And then you get this lush, exotic, yes. new world, quote-unquote. Because, yeah, the Scottish greenery is, like, that dark green, like, forest green, you mm-hmm. know. And this is, like, vibrant pop. Yes. Wow. And it's fire. And it's these are the colors. Like these are the colors that came in like the ninety six pack of crayons, as opposed <laughs> to like the twenty four. Yes. But it's right. Like they're the yeah. you know they're adding to that color palette. Yeah. And the characters are going on new journeys. Yes. And their clothing is subtly different as mm-hmm. you know time has gone on and they've gotten older and so their clothing's a little bit more practical because remember the ridiculous shit that she wore in Paris and like oh my god um, cleavage yeah dress to a belly button. Yeah. It was a good look. It was a great look. But it's not very practical. And especially not on a boat. On the high seas. <laughs> As a surgeon on a ship. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they've done lots of really good, like, subtle things, but the show still feels the, the same, same yeah. which is amazing. And that's hard to do mm-hmm. over time. Although, like, I am quite nervous that it's going to be four episodes on the boat, and that's going to be really boring. I feel like it's not going to be, because they, they skipped over that, like, those weeks... Of yeah. sitting in a pretty short span of time. That's true. Which is good. And I I didn't quite expect for her to be kidnapped in that episode. No, I was thinking it was coming just this began week. the journey, yeah. So I'm hoping we're going to see the storm. We're going to meet the lady with the goats. Yes. I'm hoping that's all going to happen today. It probably should. Based <laughs> on... Based on what's happening. The time, yeah. Do you think Because if not, this is going to be a really boring episode. I know. And, like, last week's was a little bit boring. Yeah. Um, do you think they're going to include the 
naturalist dude? I think they, yeah, I think they kind of have to, don't don't you think? I don't know. I think I think he provides some connection to Jamie that's important. Yes, I yeah. think that. Yeah, I think they'll probably. It might be just like a quick. I forget his name. I don't, yeah, I can't remember his name. It's been a while. But it's him, and then it's that like old reverend. Yeah. And then his wife. Yeah. Slash daughter. Like I, I don't remember, yeah. remember how and weird his... that was. A weird relationship. Because yeah. like indigenous mm-hmm. yeah I, wife I slash servant I yeah know. i can't remember how that works okay um but and yeah that was on hispaniola yes okay yeah because yeah they're going to jamaica yeah and they don't make they it. don't quite well spoiler she doesn't quite make it yeah which is great mm-hmm. um and then the story like the story arc changes quite considerably once they get to the caribbean mm-hmm. which is good um and then instead of running from the law all of the time, which Jamie's been doing for a very long time, mm-hmm. he kind of cannot for a while, which yeah. is nice. And you get to see a little different side of him, and I'm kind of looking forward to that, too. Especially because he, especially in book four, yeah. they get to really revert to him being, like, layered again. Yes. Which and you don't get very much of. No. Up until then. Just because he's been on the run for so yeah. long. Because, I mean, he's, like, the laird of his home, ultimately. Mm-hmm. But, like, Ian's the one who's been in charge. Well, um, Jenny. So well, no, but, in like, but in, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, Ian's, Ian's the man of the house, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But, yeah, it's, yeah, you get Jamie in book four as, like, being able to be the Lord laird. Yeah. And a father. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting, I can't wait for all of that. I know. Oh, my God. Because they're so the same. I know. They this really makes are. no sense to anyone else no. except for us. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> spoilers? Maybe. But not even spoilers because we're not really spoiling things. No. It's just like there's so much great shit to come. Yeah. The bullshit of season two is over. Yes. The best part of season two was the last episode because it finished. <laughs> <laughs> and set us up for the emotional payback of episode six, season three. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And it's funny too, like... I don't, I mean, obviously he's not part of the story, but I don't miss, like, Jack Randall or Frank. Like, it's I don't, such a relief. I don't miss, and, and in the books, I don't, I don't recall missing him either. No. But I didn't hate him as much in the books as I hated him in the show. Jack? Yes. No, not Jack, Frank. Or Frank, yeah. Yeah, because in the books, they spent more time dealing with Frank at the times when he wasn't just an a, asshole. Yeah. a total douchebag. But, like, I don't miss him in the slightest. No, me neither. And I, I wasn't hope... very pro Frank in the first place. No, I wasn't either. But I just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have that like, that same emotional attachment to him. And I was like, oh yeah, you know what? When he died, that would have been really sad for her. Yeah. Regardless of all of this other shit, because you know he spent twenty years as a father to her child with another man, mm-hmm. and that in itself sort of takes a different kind of breed yeah a different kind of person than we got to really see in the show because mm-hmm. in the show you just saw him being a dog which was fine for what the narrative that they were advancing and that's okay yeah and you really see that narrative through claire's lens right yeah not necessarily his so it would make sense yeah um but it's i also am enjoying adult fergus a lot he's great <laughs> like he's just wonderful yes he he's adorable um, because, like, and I really liked him in the books, and I'd kind of forgotten, like, he, it's such a strange thing, because in the book, like, I know, because she knew Fergus, like, before she went back 
to America. Like, I know that that. And they and spent, like, been, a year together. And she's been gone for 20 years, but in my head when he showed up on screen, I'm like, why is he so old? Like, I it was because I expected him to be, like, a 13-year-old a boy. Because in the book, as much as I like him, he comes across as a bit of a child mm-hmm. in the book. But he's very not a child in the show. And we should address how relieved we are about Willoughby. Oh, God, yes. Let's talk about that. Because if you're not aware, they had a very, very racist caricature of an Asian man. Named Mr. Willoughby. Book three. Named Mr. Willoughby because really no one could pronounce his name. Yeah, because nobody bothered to try. No. And that was, you know, the anglicization that they made for him. Yeah. I forget Jamie's justification on that name. Yeah. But whatever. And Mr. Willoughby uh, had a foot fetish mm-hmm. as well. Like, he loved women's feet. And is truly, like, a depraved, yeah. savage predator in the book. Yeah. Like, there's... He's a disgusting creature. Yeah. Whereas in the show, he's... he, like, licked someone's arm, I think. Isn't that what he... Like, the first time that he yeah. showed up? And it wasn't even, like... No, and it wasn't super... Was like, well, yeah. And then he, like, told his story in this last episode. Yeah. And you... It's a really sad story. It's a very sad story, but because he's not this, like, depraved character in the show, you don't... You feel bad for him. It has like, weight. Oh, yes. It, you're yeah. like, oh, that's tragic, as opposed to being like, yeah, you fucking deserve it, you freak. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't... I didn't have that same reaction. No. Because I hate Mr. Willoughby in the book. I know. And it gives a lot of credence to his powers, like an alternative medicine provider, when mm-hmm. he's the one who's able to find a cure for Jamie's seasickness. Hooray for acupuncture. Hooray for acupuncture. Which is amazing. And Jamie was just so cute, not wanting to tell Claire. Like, he was why? so ashamed by yeah. it. <laughs> I loved it. I it was great. <laughs> and I, I just love how they obviously were very aware of how problematic that was. Yes. And made a conscious choice to turn him into a better character. So I wonder, this is my question, I've been thinking about this. Does that mean that the Stephen Bonnet storyline... Changes. Will be less shitty. Because in the book, it's real shitty. Nope. And it sucks. I think it's still going to happen. I think it'll still happen, but I'm curious to know, are we going to see, like, how much of that are we going to see? Do you know what I mean? Maybe it'll be more of, like, a general assault rather than... Yeah. Like, what Randall did to... Right. Because, yeah, like, that that narrative, I don't like that. No, it gets very tired. Yeah. It's the only way to motivate both male and female characters. Sucks. Yeah, so stupid. Um, But that's season four, which they're already filming. I know. I'm curious to know, like, where where they're going to film, like, Fraser's run. I'm sure they'll go to the Carolinas. I hope so. Or somewhere like that. Like Georgia or somewhere. Unless they can find... Because they filmed, like, all of the Caribbean stuff in South Africa. Yeah. But I mean, like, landscape-wise and just, like, vegetation-wise. like I if think they, you gotta go I there. I think you have to. I think you gotta. But have we seen any filming locations for season four? They've just been in Scotland. They're in Scotland. They're in Scotland. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh, so that's for blankety-blank? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. All okay. of the things that I'm looking forward to for yeah. season four. Love yeah, it. Yeah, sorry that this makes no sense. No. Reva, Reva will understand if she listens to this Two years episode. from now. Yeah, we'll refer back to this. Um, 
Yeah, well, like, okay, if you want to know what we're talking about, go to episode 30 yeah. and listen to the middle section when we talk about Outlander without actually giving away any spoilers whatsoever. And it's now you'll so know what hard. we're talking about. I know, because we don't want to actually spoil it for people. No. I just want to go full spoilers. Like, Riverdale, on the other hand, spoil away. But, like... I haven't watched this week's episode, actually. Okay, so we'll do that next week, then. Okay. Um... But you did watch Newsies, and I, I want <laughs> this is. <laughs> going to bring up my text. I messages. do want to bring up your text messages because they oh were um, kind of incredible. So I watched the 2017 Disney Broadway musical version of Newsies because okay. they reunited the original, most of the original cast from when they made it into a Broadway play. Okay. So they had because that was like 12 years ago. The guy playing. Um, Jack Kelly is like 33 now. Oh, that's... So, <laughs> it doesn't have quite the same... It doesn't have quite the same thing. But <coughs> I'd never seen it before. So this is the text that I get. <laughs> um, it says here, I'm watching the Broadway version of Newsies. More like Snoozies. And <laughs> it then, was so boring. And then um, <clears throat> Michael Scott, boom-roasted gif mm-hmm. from the Stress Relief Part 2. Um... And then she's like, oh my god, Newsies is about paper boys forming a union. This is unbelievable. How is there still 90 minutes of this? <laughs> well, I couldn't believe it. Like, well, Okay, so here's my how? question. No, no, here, here's, here's my question. Okay, what's your question? How did you not know what it was about? I thought it was about newspaper boys. It was. Yes. Forming a union. I didn't think it was them forming a union. Like, how have you gone this long? That movie came out in, like, 1995. How have you gone I don't know. this long without knowing that it was about newspaper boys forming a union? I thought it was them just, like, fucking struggling. Have you never heard the song Seize the Day? No. And like, oh. No. Because it's really great. Uh, well, from I the, know. From the movie. No, I've never heard game. any of this stuff. So when I texted you, and then I also texted Malcolm, and I said, I have incredible news. <laughs> he said, what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, the Broadway show Newsies is about newspaper delivery boys who unionize. And he also said, you haven't seen Newsies before? And I was like, fuck you, you haven't seen Newsies before. And I even said it was I was in love with the actor playing it, and I said, "Move over all other famous Chris's." What? <laughs> Someone else has been added to the list. What? Oh my heavens! Yeah, it was very good. So it's you enjoyed so it? So ridiculous. So after you got over the fact that it was about newspaper boys forming a union and mm-hmm. stopped calling it snoozies, mm-hmm. how did you feel about it? Loved every fucking second of it. As soon as I figured out, like. Well, as soon as they had a good song. Because it starts very boring. It does. It's just him and Crutchy on a friggin' scaffold. Yeah. Singing about how they want their life to be different. And I was like, I need some context here. As one does. As one does. Yeah. And then as soon as they got the female newspaper reporter in there, I was like, yes! Fucking bust the patriarchy, my man! (laughs) Burn it all down! Which, yeah, they should. Mm -hmm. But, like, so you haven't seen the movie? No. Oh, you're going to have to. I know. I'm going to put it on my list. Um, The song song Sees the Day from that, I love, like, I'm thinking about it right now. Love it. Like, I thought about buying the soundtrack. That's how much I loved it. It's a good soundtrack. It is. There's good tunes on it. And in the movie, Christian Bale's in it. I know, and he plays little Jack Kelly. He's real good. 
Although I did because that's like that's like Christian Bale in like the Little Women timeline when everybody was in love with him. Yeah, they're still a little heartbroken that Joe doesn't choose Laurie. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I love that book and movie. I have a funny story to tell you it. about that after we talk about movies. Oh, okay. I just thought of something. Okay. Um, but it's just I just thought it was really funny that you like had never no never experienced the wonder that is Newsies. No, I think possibly in my mind because the cover is so similar. I think maybe in my mind I was blending that and West Side Story together. Because I thought it was about newsy gangs. Can you this imagine? This is what I thought it was about. Can you imagine, like, the sharks and jets? As like, newsies? <laughs> forming a union? <laughs> a union for what? I don't know. I don't, but, like, can you imagine if that's what it actually was? That'd be incredible. I just, yeah, I don't, I thought it was, like, about gangs. or I don't know what I thought it was about. I knew it was about, like, poverty. Okay. Obviously. But not the union like, that's such a ridiculous notion. It is. It's kind of insane. And it's worse that it's based on truth. I like, know. I know. Oh, it was, it was delightful. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to hear what you say about the movie. We still need to, like, live to, or, like, live. Maybe we should do it for a new season. I, I think we should do Leap Year first, though. Leap Year first? Yeah. I have okay. a lot of things to say about Leap Year. Because mm-hmm. it's so bad, and I love it. And you, you're just looking for any opportunity to hate on your best friend. Yeah. But, like, I love it. I know. It's awful and wonderful. Um, so, about Little Women. Apparently, in, in the UK, Little Women was not published the same way that it was in North America. So. Like, the story changed? Yeah. Well, no. Because Little Women that we know in North America is actually two books. Oh. And in the UK for a long time, it was published. They were published separately. So, Little Women was considerably shorter. But in Little Women, Beth doesn't die. In the actual, like, original, like, Little Women story. Okay. Beth doesn't die. So I read something online. About like, it's someone, in the second book? It's in the second book that she dies. Oh. I read something online. Someone was talking about how much she loved Little Women and whatever, whatever. And they're like, like wasn't it so sad when Beth died? And she's like, what? And then, like, compared. <laughs> or she watched the movie. And... Compared, like, editions and were like, holy shit. Because, yeah, like, mm. Little Women, the original story ends, like, halfway through what are, like, North American. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's she wrote, so bizarre. She wrote Little Women, and then Little Men is another one that she wrote, and Joe's Boys, I believe, is another one that she wrote, and then there's but I can't remember what the, I can't remember what that that like, that the intervening one is. But yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine going? It's like that's like that's reading such a heartbreaking moment too. Like that's, such a pivotal moment yeah. for that book. It is, for me, and it's not so much in the book, but in the movie because like because it's Christian Bale, it's heartbreaking mm-hmm. when Joe turns him down. Like it's, that movie is so good. It is. It's heartbreaking when Joe turns into I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to read that book after Outlander. Um, because, so like, you just, like, they should be together. And then it's just so gross. I think it's so gross at the end that he, like, marries Amy. Mm. Yeah, it's She's, like, such a child. It's not surprising it's at all surprising. because it's in that kind of society. Like, I get it, but it's just gross and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Because like, I think, because if, if somebody in that book, if one of the sisters in that book should have died, it should have been Amy and not Beth. Oh. And you know what? And so, like, if, if it had been flipped, I've always thought this, like, very long, long, long thought this. If it had been flipped and if Beth had lived and Laurie had married Beth, that wouldn't have bothered me nearly as much as no. him marrying Brian and Amy. at least they're both, like, sensitive yes. people. Right? It makes sense. Yeah. Amy's just a brat. Amy's just the worst. She really is. And for her to win, like, really win, Laurie. Yeah. Awful. 
Okay, here's a question for you. Then. Okay. <laughs> Would you replace... Can you guys tell that we do not have a plan for today? <laughs> Who in that movie yeah. would you replace with your best friend Adam Scott? <laughs> would it be the bratty youngest sister? <laughs> so that you can hate her some more? <laughs> um, or wait. perhaps the absentee father. The absentee father, because of course he would be the absentee father. Oh, that's funny. Um, Jesus. <laughs> And recurring question. Oh, uh, yeah, you could put Adam Scott in a lot of things and I would just hate him. <laughs> like, like if Adam Scott was Toby Flenderson in the office, do you have any idea how much I would hate Toby? Or if Adam Scott was the boyfriend from Cookie Jar? <laughs> this movie I, I have not seen. I couldn't have watched but it. I feel like I have. Because I tweeted about it last night. Yeah. So I, I have said this before, I think, that I love like shitty beach novels. Yeah. That are set in, like, Nantucket yeah. or whatever. And I love bad Christmas movies. They're awful. And I'm, I am watch them, like, fully aware that they're terrible. I watched this one last night. I don't even know what it what was, was called. What was it called? I oh. can't remember. Something about cookies. Um, honestly, truly, but something about cookies. So the premise of this story is um, that this woman who works for this company, this, like, it's called Christmas Cookies, I guess. Um, that's that's a terrible title. Yeah. Of course it is. So I feel like we could write one of these movies. Oh, we could, because I have the plot <laughs> in my tweets last night. I, like, 100% That's have true. the plot already. That's true. So the premise is this woman, she works for this, this National Foods, is the, the name of the company. National Foods. National Foods. Because everything is so nondescript. Everything's so generic. It's very rare some, that they even mention, like, the name of an actual city that's close by or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, but this time, Buffalo is, like, the closest big city or whatever. And so National Foods is in... Talks to buy this cookie company, this, like, cookie factory, um, that's going under, and so they want to, like, because these cookies are very popular, whatever, whatever, I don't know, it doesn't matter. So they send this woman to this town that is legitimately called Cookie Jar, which is, like... Insane. Just nouns. Like, it's not even a place. (laughs) Like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, and people make fun of names like Moose Jaw, but, like, that makes sense to me. Whereas, Mm -hmm. like, Cookie Jar... Makes no sense. None whatsoever. So they send her there to meet with the um, the owner of this, like, cookie company to talk, like, ideas about this murder or the takeover or whatever. Um, she gets there. She's arranged for a pickup from the airport or the train. No, I guess it was the train station, which makes a lot more sense. Um, and the ta- the one taxi company in town, like, he couldn't get there, so he sends someone else. And the someone else, of course, happens to be the guy that she has to deal with at the, the cookie factory, but she doesn't mm. know it because he introduces himself, uh, where she assumes that he's the taxi driver and he doesn't bother correcting her. So then, you know, three or four, three days later or two days later or whatever, they actually meet. And then she's mad at him because, you know, whatever. Classic. Because, of course. Classic. Um, and then, but over, you know, it's right before Christmas. All these fucking business deals happen on, like, December 22nd, apparently. Which, as we know at work, that's not Absurd. how things work. No. Um, but anyway, so she's, like, going about her business. And she's, like, kind of, she's staying at this bed and breakfast that she stayed at as a child that she kind of vaguely remembers, and she remembers how good these cookies are, and but this, you know, she's there to do a job, whatever. But she's there for enough time because he has the this owner of this company has like however many days to make his decision. So she's there five days, six days, whatever. And of course, she's like integrated into the town, the and you know, yeah. somebody makes her an ornament to put on the town Christmas tree. Like it's just the whole thing is ridiculous. Um, it's a cult, and it I loved like a cult. it. <laughs> 
Like, it was bad. And yeah. I know it was bad. Not, like, loved it Fast and Furious bad. Like, these are awful. Mm-hmm. There's nothing redeeming about them, but I enjoy watching them so much. So I said last night in my rantings, I said, just once in one of these bad Christmas movies, I'd love to see no one fall in love and people just enjoying a good Christmas dinner at the end. I realize what I'm saying is incongruous with the purpose of these films, but, like, maybe someone does make an arduous journey, doesn't meet the man or woman of their dreams, but makes it home in time to have mom's famous mashed potatoes. Yeah. Right? Like, what's wrong with that? Why does everybody have to fall in love in Mm -hmm. one of these movies? Um, And then I, like, go through... Right? It was like, the town in this movie is called Cookie Jar. The lady's supposed to convince the owner of a cookie factory to sell. And obviously she has a boyfriend, because of course she does. Because there's no conflict if she doesn't have a boyfriend. And she's falling in love with the cookie man because of all the Christmas cheer. The cookie man? Well, because I couldn't remember his name. And it didn't matter. His name could have been anything. It turned out to be Jake. It could have been Chad. It wouldn't have mattered what his fucking name was. No. Robert... John, like, doesn't matter. Cookie Jar the Third. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it legit Elmo. Like, it wouldn't have mattered what his name is. Um, and then I just, like, kind of live tweeted the last hour of this movie. Um, and it was fun. I enjoyed it. And then I was like, oh no, her boyfriend showed up and he's not, she's not happy to see him, but he's going to propose and she's going to say no. Because, so he proposes and then she doesn't answer <clears throat> and then the cookie man walks in and like sees this scene and is all like all upset and there's like a misunderstanding so he signs the contract and to sign his company over to her and also you've known each other for seven days everybody relax oh my god I know. <laughs> but no she decides she's gonna stay at the end of it all yeah like she's she's gonna go get on the train because with the boyfriend and then she's like no you never let me make any decisions for myself i'm not gonna marry you i'm not coming with you and which so she does and then then her boss happens to be on the same train because he was coming to like find out why the deal hadn't been done yet Mm. and then he gets off the train she's like oh no the deal's been done and then as he turns the train is leaving of course it is so he's stuck in this like weird little shithole town for a night until the train comes the next day but he's like ha 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 i got rid of some christmas parties like it's ridiculous because everybody all these people from the city hate christmas apparently that's that is yeah all the people from the city in these movies. Oh, it's the big Christmas. city cynic. Yes. That's all of what them. it's all about. And then, um, so yeah, so then when, like, the cookie man, Jake, whatever, is upset with her, he, instead of calling her by her first name, he calls her, like, Ms. whatever, to show that he's upset. Because of course he does. Um, and then I was like, okay, commercial break. I was like, there's 20 minutes left, which means she'll try to get the deal done so she can go back to the city with her boyfriend, but she'll realize she doesn't want to because Cookie Man is her soulmate. That was during the commercials. And then I was like, if I see this commercial for love actually one more time, I'm flipping a table. <laughs> and then I didn't, so I didn't have to flip a table. Um, and then, um, what did I say? Uh, so it was like, she doesn't want to go to the boyfriend's Christmas party because he's awful. One of the townspeople gave her an ornament to put on the town tree in brackets. What the fuck? Because she's one of them now. Boyfriend thinks that she's going with him because she wants to marry him. Spoiler, she doesn't. She's breaking up with him on the platform and he's gobsmacked because he's the worst. She doesn't have the spark for him because she's in love with the cookie man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's clearly what it is. And then she's like, she's all sad now that the boss is there or whatever. And she, there's like the plaint of sad Christmas music and she's walking through the town and kids are like building fucking snowmen and there's candy canes she's around. She's walking. True. And there's like fake looking snow falling But real snow on the ground I was impressed by the real snow on the ground mm-hmm. And like wet pavement from where snow had melted I was like oh nice job guys um, Cause as you know living in like a northern climate Those things bother me Yeah when I see movies where it's obviously fake snow. Mm-hmm. So, like, and I will... everything's dry. I will give 100% props to The Revenant for, like, real snow. That's the only thing it gets 100% props for. <laughs> and natural lighting, because that was super cool. But yeah. I enjoyed that it was, like, outside, because I hate when it's cold out and you can't see their breath. Yeah. It drives me nuts. But anyway. Um, 
Okay, and then she's like, um, she's looking at around all the fun things in town and wishing things were different. Oh, her sister showed up and Christmas is saved. Which, I don't know why her sister showed up, but anyway. Why is her Christmas saved? Because, because. Cookie Man announces to the town, literally the whole town, in like the high school gym, that the cookie factory is being sold. Boss Man talks to Cookie Man. Lady has a revelation is going to save the cookie factory because she's in love. Boss Man doesn't understand what she's doing. Cookie Man is really in love. Sister, like, gives the boss man a cookie, and he's like, oh, these are really good cookies. I get it now. Pretty much. She convinces boss man not to close the factory because everybody who works at this factory only does, like, a part of the process, and so they'd have to hire all these new people to, like, make the cookies and whatever, whatever, because there's, like, the icing guy, and there's the shortbread guy. Yeah. The look on your face right now is how I felt about it. Um, And then I was like... She convinces boss man to cl- not to close the factory and is put in charge. Everyone is happy. She puts her ornament on the tree and decides that she's moving to Cookie Jar. Um, <laughs> Cookie Man and- handle that sentence. <laughs> I know. This is the best part. Cookie Man and Cookie Lady kiss and they're going to live happily ever after. No mashed potatoes, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's never a fucking Christmas dinner. It's always, like, right before Christmas. Oh and then, like, this, the big city cynic always sees, like, the error of their ways. Anyway. Um, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Like, a lot. I'm happy for you. But, like, I love those movies. And I'm totally 100% okay admitting that I love those movies. If And I know, like, the beach novels that I really love, she's written a series of four that are set, like, on Nantucket in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. If somebody made those into, like, fucking Lifetime movies, I would buy them. I would be all <laughs> over that so fast. <laughs> and I'm, I'm okay with people knowing that. I am still convinced that, like, we can write. We could. One of these and make a fucking kill. Okay, so here's what we do. Or even like one of those Disney Channel like family movies. Okay, so let's make our, let's write our story right now. Okay, okay so we have, um. Can it be about a hockey player? Yes. Okay, great. Absolutely made and it about a hockey no. player. Hmm. Thinking. Because it can't be like a female reporter or like. No, that's too cliche. A female manager because it's so cliche. So it's about a hockey player. He had season ending surgery. Of mm-hmm. some kind, so he can't play anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's going home to recuperate. Right. So he's been living in whatever big city, it doesn't matter which one. Not <laughs> Vancouver. Somewhere outside Buffalo. Vancouver, <laughs> because it's always fucking Vancouver. Yeah, that's true. Um, and he's trying to get home, and he had this surgery on, like, I don't know, like a week before Christmas. And so he's been in the hospital for a few days. He's trying to get home in time for <gasps> Christmas now. Bus gets in a bus accident. Plane. Plane is delayed because there's a storm. Okay. It's always a. Yeah, that's so easy. So plane is delayed because there's a storm. Mm. And he ends up in some, like, small regional airport Mm -hmm. and meets some girl who doesn't know who he is. Needs a ride. Um, and he needs a ride Mm -hmm. to get. Yeah, sure, okay. And she's on her way. And she's on her way, sort of that way she can take him, you know, however far or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and she has no idea who she, who he is. So he can just, like, be himself because there's none of this, like, weird expectation. Um, and he has to lie about how he injured himself because she doesn't know who he is and he doesn't want to spoil it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Slip shoving the sidewalk for an old man. Or whatever, something like that. Something like that. Um, she's trying to get home to her parents, but she's, like, in a fight with her family for some reason, some unknown reason. Mm-hmm. So she decides. Or somebody, a parent walked out when she was young, so she hates Christmas. Oh, and it was, yeah, right on Christmas. Or somebody died. Yeah. Something something terrible some happened around Christmas. tragedy. Okay. Okay. She's got this trauma with Christmas. Yeah, so she's she going, she's going home to see her siblings Mm -hmm. but she's not really in it for the christmas bit of things and he loves christmas and he doesn't usually get to celebrate because usually he only has a couple days off because 
Mm-hmm. He's a hockey player. Oh, look at us go. Um, and so he, like, convinces her on this road trip that they're taking, where, of course, they end up in a hotel where there's only one room left with one bed. And it's Christmas. So they have to share a bed for at least <laughs> one of the nights. And he volunteers to sleep on the floor because he's a nice person. No, she No, volunteers. he volunteers to sleep on the floor, and she tells him not to be an idiot because he's, he's just injured. had the surgery. Yes. And then he's like, well, we're both adults. We can share, can't we? And then they wake up in the morning. Mm, are they touching? Yeah, maybe. No, but they're facing not like facing each, facing each other. Facing each other. Facing each other, but they're not like cuddling. They're just facing each other, mm-hmm. and it's all very awkward and whatever. And she gets up and rushes into the bathroom, and then he just lies there, like, "Oh fuck, what's what's going on?" Um, and then this town that they're in, the snowstorm has like kicked up again, so they can't leave. They're trapped for another night, mm-hmm. and there's some kind of like winter festival that somehow of goes course, on. Small town winter festival. But it but it goes on while there's a blizzard mm-hmm. because the blizzard doesn't affect the No, festival. the enterprising mayor says, we'll just do it inside. Okay, okay. So it's moved yeah. into like the community center yeah. or whatever. And there's like... Or the community hockey rink. Oh. And someone recognizes Oh, I like this. But there's <laughs> but there's like some kind of like, there's like a gingerbread house contest and there's like, you know, I don't know, some fucking like ice sculpture bullshit. Yeah. There's sleigh rides. And of course they end up on a sleigh ride. Mm-hmm. And they get a, what, the one blanket to share between the two of them. And she's really cold. And so he like does the chivalrous thing. Mm-hmm. And like puts his arm around her and tucks her all in so she's warm. And then they get back to the hockey rink. And somebody recognizes him. Mm-hmm. And then she gets mad. Because he didn't tell Because he didn't tell her. Because she's shared her life story to yes, him. Yes, and he hasn't shared all of his life story. Yes. And then they're stuck staying in this town where they don't know anybody in this hotel room. And so they make a very pointed um, effort to go to sleep, backs facing each other. Mm-hmm. And they and neither one of them sleep because they're just so scared to move that they might touch the other person. <laughs> and then at some point in time, she's woken up in the middle of the night by like a phone call from her sister or whatever. It's like, where are you? Why aren't you here yet? And she tells this story. Um, and the sister's like, what's the big deal? Why are you so upset? Mm-hmm. Um, as any enterprising sister would. As any enterprising sister would. And while that conversation's happening, he's, like, talking to his mom. And he's like, well, the plan and this, and then I'll be home in a few days. I'll be there. Don't worry about me. It's no big deal. I'll get there. And she gives him the tragic news. His beloved hamster. <laughs> Chippy. <laughs> he didn't make it home and die. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it'd be, no, I think it'd be, like, the, the next door neighbor, like, the old lady across the street, or, mm. you know, something a little bit more. Tangential. Yeah, and so then he's trying not to make a big deal out of it because he's very upset. He's though. upset, but he's trying not to make a big deal out of it because she's mad at him because he didn't tell her. But know. he just loves Christmas so he much. He just loves Christmas so much, and he just can't wait to be with his family. And so she asks what's wrong, and he finally tells her, like, sort of begrudgingly. And they end up, she makes the decision that instead of going home to spend Christmas with her siblings, she's going to take him all the way. Yeah. And then. She's gonna, she's gonna show him, no, he's gonna show her how great Christmas can be when you're with people that you love, mm-hmm. and then right at the end of the movie, right before the credits, they kiss for the first time. There you go. Done. Under mistletoe. Yeah. At his front door. Can we cast Eric Johnson as a <laughs> Yes! <laughs> oh my god, you're a genius! Oh. <laughs> uh, Done. I'm in. I don't think we can afford him, though. <laughs> I would, I would, we could probably talk to, like, the guys at Oilers Nation and get him to throw in some, like, Nation Should we send nation him here. the screenplay? We should. Okay. But can you get this movie made? <laughs> Please and thank you. There you oh, go. Guys, TM, TM, TM. our intellectual property. <laughs> but it's literally every bad Christmas movie ever in existence. But it that needs, doesn't it make it needs to the theaters. a good title. 
No, it doesn't need a good yes, title. Yes, it does. It needs a title that tells you everything you possibly need know. to know. Like Christmas cookies. Or a, or a Christmas wedding date is another one that's on right now. I heard there was one, a Disney movie, called Teen Beach Movie. <laughs> I watched, speaking of, I watched Office Christmas Party this morning. It was awful and wonderful and I uh, loved it. But, like, that's, like, a, an actual movie yeah. with, like, real people that you recognize. That's true. Um... If you can think of a title for our Christmas movie, let us know. All Star and, Christmas. Ooh, that's not bad. We'll send send us send us in your your titles, yes. and we'll send you some stickers. Ooh, best one. Yeah, best one. We'll get best some one stickers. Get some more stickers. I'm into that. And we Kyle, do need I'll more contest prizes. We do. We have money, sort of now. Sort of. Because we sold some stuff. I think stuff. we need better mics, though. <laughs> <laughs> we probably do. Because, um, yeah, I look at, like, other setups. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And better software that can handle two mics. Mm-hmm. We have to do that, too. Um, and, like, the board. Eh, I don't know if we need a board. But that's that's getting into, like, the realm of... Discussions we should have. Discussions we should probably have. <laughs> Although I did talk to somebody once who said that, like, he lives above a recording studio and could maybe get us in. So I might have to oh. figure, remember who that was. That would be fun. Um... Okay. I think we just have to skip right to questions. And do your game next week? Yeah. Do you want to do a couple of them? Because I think it's funny. I haven't looked at anything, so you can ask me. I just don't want people to have to wait this long. <laughs> How long have we been? It's an hour and a half. Oh, boy. Okay. Um. Okay, if you want to. Sure, let's do, like, how many do you have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Sure, let's see... Do a few? Yeah. Okay, so the game is, I have no idea how I was looking at these things. You're looking through the questions. Yeah, I know. they're so great. Don't, <laughs> don't react too early. Yes. Don't react too early. <coughs> There's one particularly good one. Um, Which is the one that I just reacted to. Yeah. Guaranteed. So this is this is a game. I haven't came up with a clever name for it. Um, I don't think you can have more clever names than Lozos and Wishes, you know coming from behind yeah no no <laughs> whatever um so this is a game where i have to pick yes if this name that yeah. i'll say is a california gold rush old-timey guy <laughs> or a 1930s american hockey player so prospector or puck star there you Boom! go yes okay all right prospector or puck star perfect right. okay charles h bennett prospector correct Joaquin Miller. Puckstar. Incorrect. Oh, okay. All right. Incorrect. Okay. Robert Oscar Baker. Ooh, I'm going to say Puckstar. You are correct. Okay. <laughs> Elwin Doc Romnes. Prospector. Puckstar. Really? Yeah. All right. You got two so far. Okay. James McClatchy. Puckstar. No. Journalist for the Sacramento Bee. Oh, all right. the Squatters Crisis. Uh-oh, I'm below 500. I'm just like the others. Richard Barnes Mason. Prospector. Yes. Okay. Frank Brimsek. Prospector. Puckstar. Really? Nickname Mr. Zero. A oh! great nickname. Is that because he scored zero goals in his career? Um... No. Okay. <laughs> 
I don't know why he's not. It's not in my thing that I copy and paste it from Wikipedia. Right. Good stuff. William B. Eyed. Uh, Puckstar. Nope. Fuck. Prospector. Fuck. This is hard. It is, I know. Um, okay, that one's not correct. Um, Irving Wheeler Small. Puckstar. Yes. Okay. And lastly, Charles Crocker. Ooh. Prospector. Yes! Yes! I finished 500 and better than the others! <laughs> it's hard, though. That right? is tough. Okay. So many of them have three names that yeah. I was like, I see an overlapping trend here. Okay. So we've got some good questions. I was just like, send us questions. And, um, yeah. So, this is from, like, quite some time ago. I don't need to find one we... Hmm. Um, okay, so, from Mike. Mike sent me one, just me, so I could see okay. if I could break you, but I'll be the one at the end. Oh, no! It's great. <laughs> um, it's, I do love the challenge. It's gonna be all in the delivery from me. So, if it's, if, so, Mike, I apologize if she doesn't cry. It's because of, <laughs> it's my fault. Do you and Mike, like, talk about... Do you have something to make Kelsey cry? No. Or no, 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 no. <laughs> he just, he's just clever. I'm sweating. I'm nervous. <laughs> This is a good question. You'll appreciate this one. Okay. Are the Oilers a general disappointment or a generational disappointment? Oh, I would like to say that good if we had a Hall of Fame cut. for questions, that would go in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Um, it's a general disappointment. General disappointment for now. Because it's not on Connor. No. We'll see what happens yeah. over the next... It's, not, it's never going to be on him. No. But having him and being bad... It could doesn't. turn into generational. But for right now, just general. That's true. That's true. Um, okay. What else do we have? Is there, this is from Tyler. Is there still room on the New Jersey Devils bandwagon? Ah, uh, yes, there is. Join us. Join us. It's way Join more fun. Us. Um, Join It's way more fun than the Oilers bandwagon, I think. Because, like, the fans like their team. Um, and stuff. Well, and we also just don't have the Twitter presence to see the bad fans. Not bad fans. No. But maybe negative fans or whatever. Um. Reva sent some. Reva sent some really good questions in. Um, Ryan wants to know, what does Kelsey use to learn ukulele? It's this cool app that I found uh, after following this guy called the Uke Teacher on YouTube. Um, it's mostly modern songs, but I find that it it's very good for visuals. So you can, like, see the chords and see how he holds things. And it, it, it's really easy to do. Uh, I bought some books and found that they were utterly useless. So I like the YouTube. So I'll send you a... Um, I'll reply with a screenshot of what the app is because I find the app super useful, too. And he also wants to know how much fun is the ukulele. It's fun if I have fucking time to play, unfortunately. Do you have more time now that football's done? No. Oh. Oh, I see. Nope. Um, we also <laughs> got followed by a kid that I used to teach. Hi, Dave. Um, which I just think is funny. And he's part of the Oilers YYC podcast, which I should probably listen to at some point in time. Oh, cool. Um, they tweeted that they knew who, where their listeners were listening from. Yeah, I'm curious about that. I want to know. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta do. We gotta figure that yeah. out. Um, okay, our friend Ken, mine and Reva's friend Ken, he says, will Reva 13 return on a future episode for more songs and hilarity? I think probably. Can we talk more about why his display pictures are all chickens? Because he doesn't like people knowing who he is, probably. So instead of an egg, like it's a chicken or an egg joke? Maybe, I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, 
I think maybe when Outlander's done... But it's done, his full name. I know. <laughs> but when Outlander's done, maybe we should have Reba, Reba back, back on. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. Like for the finale? Yeah. That'd be real good. That'd be it. Okay. Um, Mike sent some really great questions. Um, I have a math question. Oh my Hashtag god. Hashtag math is hard. Um, if Cult of Hockey carries 100 gallons of water for the Oilers and Mark Spector carries 1,000 gallons of water for the Oilers, how much of it gets pissed in a sink at Roger's place? <laughs> Um, that's also in the Question Hall of Fame. Thank you, Mike, it for that. It is. God, Mike, you bring it every friggin' week. Um, how much of it gets pissed into a sink at Roger's place? Well, considering the... Well, no, see, this is... This is the thing. All the, of it's pissed away. But the press box has its own toilet now, so maybe they don't need to piss in the sink. Because Terry Jones... Well, if there's a sink up there, it's getting pissed Probably, because Terry Jones made a point of, like, tweeting about how the press box had a toilet. And I was like, dude, no one needs to know. Go search some more Japanese porn. Um... That was the thing. Okay. I remember. Um, I was like, oh, did, did you not know about that? Um, that's a great... I don't have an answer for it, but yes, it all gets pissed away eventually. It's all just pissed. And Dallas Akins is just waiting for it with his all chop wood carry water mm-hmm. bullshit. Um, another question from Mike. Um, what's the best job interview question you were ever asked? In my last job interview, the one that I got that I really, really liked was... Uh, what would the person who admires you most say about you? Oh, wow. And I was like, I don't know. I'd call my dad and ask him. And they all laughed and thought that was funny because I have no idea. But I thought it was a great question. It is a good question. I'm terrible at job interviews. Me too. I've never actually gotten a job that I've interviewed for ever in my life. Except for, like, teaching swimming lessons. I, I just can't be that charismatic. Like, I'm not that much of an open book to strangers. I'm not and I either. purposely don't try to be. I find for me in interviews, I'm just sort of like, I'm really good at what I do. Just give me the fucking job and find out. Yeah. Like, but I can't say that. Mm-hmm. And so I think I come across like. I feel like I come across as too self-deprecating. I think I come across as very aloof. Yeah. I think I could be that too. Yeah. So that's why I've never actually gotten a job that mm-hmm. I've interviewed for. Everything's always worked out. But yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard when you're not that, like, we we talk about how great we are here. But do like, we? We kind of do about how, like, we could <laughs> teach school full-time and also be jams of the Oilers. You think yes. we could do that. I don't think 100% we could 100% we could. I can barely do my own job full-time. Whatever. You could do it. <laughs> you could absolutely do it. Um, you could do the comms director job while yeah. teaching full-time, because let's be real here. That I think I could do. Yeah. Um, and, uh... Yeah, so we talk about, like, how awesome we are sometimes, but, like, it's very tongue-in-cheek. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, just, like, a false bravado, because, really, we belong in a dumpster. So. Well, I don't know if you guys realize this, but this is all hyperbole. <laughs> like, what? Like. Wait, what? <laughs> there's so much of this that is not our real personalities. No, that's very true. We've definitely built personas. Yeah. Um, and so, like, the shtick that we have now in the Devils at the end of every Devils game, and I'll do it even if they only win 11 games all season, Oh, whatever, 100%. Um, that we tweet out 
you know, what their it's record is. It's just what the record is. It's I all tweet out matters. Taylor Hall's points per game versus Lucic's points per game, and I will do it even if Lucic has higher points per game. I don't particularly care, because I'm always fucking on brand. But I love to see people try to guess what the numbers yeah. are each time, it's and they're great. getting very close, if yeah. they haven't figured it Matt out Matt Burns yet. knows, because yeah. I had brunch with him and I told him, and every time I do it, he's like, always on brand! I'm like, yeah. gotcha, because what else would I be? Always on brand. Um, but that's not how I live my life. No. That you know of. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Give not. Give it a mystery of no. um, Okay, we've asked three great questions. Uh, what is the last show that you mainlined on Netflix? So is this new shows that I've never seen before? Mainlined or... being binge? Yeah. For me, it's got to be Stranger Things. Yeah, for it's me, it's Stranger two. Things. Although I am making my way through, again, The Crown. Yeah. Season 2 is coming out December 8th. I um, oh, made my we... way back through The Last Kingdom. Oh, yeah, and I super loved, do love that show. loved it. It's really good. Um, yeah, the last new one is Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also it's... Brooklyn Nine-Nine, even though it's not new. Like, I've rewatched all four seasons They're so recently. Good. They're so good. Yeah. Um, I think that was the last thing, yeah. What is the upcoming concert you're looking forward to most? I don't have tickets for anything. Um, I went to the symphony on Friday. Ooh. To see it was, it's Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony, so that'll be fun. And then with Reva, we bought tickets, and then we're going to see Handel's Messiah in December, which I'm mm. very excited to see. At where? At the Windsphere. At the Windsphere. With the ESO oh. and the Richardine singers and stuff. Yeah, I'm very looking nice. forward to that. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. That'll and Aaron, be good. our friend Aaron's coming too. That'll be really good. Um, yeah, but like actual concerts, I don't think I have any. I don't have any like concert tickets. No, me neither. For anything upcoming. Because all the concerts that I went to were like previous, yeah. yeah. Um, and her last question: If Chris Hemsworth walked in right now, what would happen? Oh, the bladder I've been holding so hard onto would empty. <laughs> <laughs> um, well then, all right. Um, and then possibly the bowels. Yeah, I would probably <laughs> die. I would just be like, all right, well, you're not Taylor Hall, but wow. You'll do. <laughs> That'll do, pig. That'll do. Um, no, I, I'm not. There's, they're not really on the same plane. I don't think. Okay. Okay. So which is higher on the plane? I don't know. This is the problem. I know. That's a really hard. Maybe they're on the same plane. Because I was thinking about that. I was. Thinking, One's a little bit more realistic than the other, though. Yeah. Are we thinking the same one is I more realistic? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know if I want to expand on this at all. Um, uh, or attainable, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. One's more attainable, for sure. And the other one has beautiful children. <laughs> Is that and the other one plays hockey professionally? <laughs> 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 oh I was not expecting that. You set me up for it. Oh, I know. That's good. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think... I'm sure I'd resort to, hello, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> like, Which is weird. Yeah, super weird. I think it's just because he's so tall. Not that tall. He's only like six foot three. That's large compared to me. Oh, I suppose. But like, see, I know, yeah, I don't think about that. There's like, I wouldn't be, I don't think I'd be intimidated by... By the size, yeah. By his height. you're so tall. I guess so. Where did that go? Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, what did you lose? The question from Mike that he sent to me. Oh no, never mind. Found it. Okay, garbage fire question. Trying to break Kelsey. 
And before I ask it, my response to Mike was, Jesus. So. Oh, no. When he goes to the bar, does Jamie Ben refuse to order liquor? The answer is yes, beer only. But, um, <laughs> I read that Mike. on Friday night when he sent it to me, and I cried. Mike, you are the dirtiest birdie. I feel like my cheeks are going to have abs. You guys kill it with a question. And that's the title of this episode. Uh, <laughs> that's three Hall of Fame questions in, in a, a row, row from Mike. Absolutely. And wasn't he also the one who, about the taste of Edmonton, wasn't that Mike's question as that well? That was Mike's yeah. question, I'm pretty sure. Jesus Christ. Like... <laughs> but those jokes never get old. No. There are two jokes that never get old in my mind. The Jamie Benn jokes and the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. <laughs> True. Goals in the playoffs. You do love those. Those are true. amazing because they're just so easy. Yeah. Um, Isn't it true that the Blackhawks haven't won any of the outdoor games? I believe so, yeah. Okay. And they're playing in another one next year. But Why? I think part, honestly, truly, I think it's because they have a fan base that will support them. And go in, and travel. And going outside? Yeah. I would go there, though, to Notre Dame. Because I was there this true. summer. I would 100% go there, but not over Christmas. Oh, that's when it is? Yeah, it's on January 1st. It's oh, on New Year's Day. I see. Um, so, there you go, Mike. Well. You did the job. <laughs> Kelsey's dead. She's just a corpse. I just, I, the originality. I know. I know. Like, how long so, are you stewing over this, yeah. Mike? <laughs> we need to get Mike on this podcast, I think. 100%. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Tell we'll us your here. Sunday availability for the next six weeks. Yeah. Mike, please. We'll make it happen. Um, that's all we have. That's all we have. It's a lot. It was. A we sp- talked a lot about hockey, and media, and stuff. Uh, although the best part is definitely our Christmas story. Yes. Yes. Coming probably winter of twenty seventeen. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> they pump these oh, out if real we, quick. If we get Nicolas Cage in it, it will be out tomorrow, <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> oh no! Oh, we need Eric Johnson. We do need Eric Johnson. Yeah. Um, we'll tweet at him. You can do that from the podcast. Of course. That's a bit much for me. Is it though? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, and also, oh, I guess we should address it. Belated happy birthday to Taylor Hall. I know we whiffed it so We didn't know we didn't actually whiff it. I have so many pictures of him on my phone that like the phone memories app like made a nice little video. It's <laughs> <laughs> super good. Um But I took some of the some of the some of them out and made the video short enough to be on Instagram because it's like a minute and five seconds and yeah. to be on Instagram it's got to be like 58 or like under a minute so I like took out a few photos that I, a couple were duplicated and yeah to whatever. make it work and there was a couple collages that somebody maybe sent me <laughs> that I took out as well <laughs> not gonna say anything about that no um but yeah happy birthday to Taylor Hall our reason for being our reason ultimately for being. and really for this podcast that's really very true He's a great dude. Yes, he and he's better looking than Tyler Sagan. Mm-hmm. And it's about time that everybody got on board with that. Yeah. Thank you, Lozo. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Dave Lozo. Just thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for... And thank you for listening. 
because we're on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can follow us um, on Twitter. I'm at Mig14, and Kelsey is at GarbageFirePod. Unless it is, like, a specific podcast question or post, then it's usually me. That's usually you, yeah. Uh, we have our website, which is garbagefirepod.wordpress.com, and a Gmail, garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com. Oh, and thanks to Larissa. She left us a review on iTunes. Oh my god, Larissa had a question! <laughs> I missed it. Do we do it? Yes, of course. Okay, we do it. Of course we do it. Um... There was quite a few. I have to find it. Oh, no. la, 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 yeah, la, la. she left us a she left us a really nice review on on the iTunes. So thanks for that. Okay. Um. She said you're stuck on an island and there's one fast food joint there. That's all there is to eat. Sure, whatever. There's a robot running it. Whatever. <laughs> you're alone. What's the joint? And Subway. Why? Subway. Well, there's more variety. So you're eating like you're eating at the same place. Sure, but like you can mix it up and there's vegetables yeah. and like eventually you're gonna need some. It doesn't work for me, though. Why not? it's all meat. Well, I guess, yeah. Fast food joint. It's really hard for me to eat fast food. Although, if I'm on a fucking deserted island, I'm giving up. Exactly. I think, I think like, Subway or somewhere that they, 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 like, make... Greens. Or, like, um, in the States, like, Panera. Right. Or Something what about, like, like a burrito place, Ooh, too? yeah. So that you have some options. What was the one on Campus Burrito Libre? Yes. Think so. That would be a good one. Yeah. Mm, also, if I'm just giving up Arby's. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I did love a killer Dairy Queen, though, as a young child. Arby's, if you want to sponsor us, let us know. Or I know you, they do breakfast. They do. They do have breakfast. But see, that's why, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think I'd still stick with Subway. You just stick with Subway? But you're right, because, yeah, I eat meat more than it's probably. It's but there's options, you. right? Yeah. But if you're giving up the, the meat eating... You could do it, too. The non-meat-eating. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, if you're giving that up. But I still don't really like Subway that much. I don't particularly like it either. Mr. Sub is way better, but I feel like... I just don't like a sandwich. I like sandwiches. I don't eat them very often, but I like them. Thanks, Larissa. Thanks, Larissa. Do you have anything else, Larissa? I'm so sorry. No, I, I think that's it. She did say that um, she really liked the FMKs from last week. Oh, good. Like, it was just... <laughs> oh, good. Megan was on, is what she said. <laughs> so she did super enjoy that. Oh, good. So um, thank you for the question, and I'm sorry for almost forgetting it. Um, that's all we have. So, yeah, follow us. Leave us a review. It'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, if your hockey team sucks, that's okay. All of our hockey teams suck. Yeah. All of our hockey and teams And remember, suck. like, um, when you're team doesn't do well don't make fun of other people's teams because mm. then their team might not do well and that's mean <laughs> i'm just thinking about the riders and people like chirping at me but i'm watching the essex lose today so oh. i didn't say a single word as, as we say let people like what they like yeah them lighting liking the ri- riders does not have anything to do with you no we're not liking the riders. let me watch my bad christmas movies in peace i'm well aware that they are garbage mm-hmm. You don't need to remind me. But still, like, doesn't doesn't matter. No. Don't comment. Um, we have some stuff which maybe we'll talk about once we stop recording for Teespring. We've got some like new designs. We're gonna put something out there. Figure out what to do with that. Yeah. Yeah, because there's some cool things. If there's. Did like, you know you can make flags on Teespring? What? Oh yes. Sorry. Yeah. Flags. Uh huh. We're gonna fly our freak flag in so many ways. I'm gonna now. put that up in my classroom. <gasps> 
Oh, would you? Of course. Oh, that one. Yeah. The, oh my God, that's like when Homer says one that says go team. Yes. <laughs> yes. Go sports team. On yes, it? I want to put it up oh my classroom. Oh my God. Yes. Okay, we need that for sure. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna have some more stuff, and we'll let you know next week what, what we're doing. What with we're that. gonna do. Yeah. Um. So thanks a lot for listening. And as always, we'll see you in the dumpster. <laughs>